Turn it up. You're listening to Live and Loud with the Lord, Nelson. Once again, you know who it is. It is yours truly, the Lord. Yeah. Who that is. Yeah. <laughs> On the CMS Network with the podcast, Live and Loud with the Lord. Yeah, with five rails entertainment. Yo, sometimes I get it all twisted how I say it, but it's still what it is, man. All I all I know is that we got a super, super special guest today. And um, this guy right here. I, I, I've written so much. I, I, I've definitely got to write this, uh, excuse me, read this story that I, I put out about him right here at the beginning because he's <laughs> such a great individual, man. But we're, we're going to get started. And I'm going to, if you don't mind, bear with me for a moment as I big him up and just give him the utmost respect. So, ladies and gentlemen, when I speak about great human beings, great human beings, and I get this from him and Hell B, man. Ever since they've told me this, <laughs> I, I use it with everything. And it's such a great such a great statement. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, when I speak about great human beings, this young man is definitely the epitome of one. He's an amazing son, brother, husband, father, and friend. And from the first day I met him and his band mates, it was like we had known each other since birth. They accepted and embraced me as the new lead singer of Stuck Mojo. And hey, look, I had to reciprocate the love. So that tour bus we shared and the amazing times we had in Europe branded in my mental and always make me smile when I think of him. And uh, this conversation, uh, I'd like him to know is a special one. And I'd like everybody else to just sit back and enjoy this musical ride and journey with us. And so, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, <laughs> Live and Loud with the Lord brings to you the great double R. And I'm not talking Rolls Royce or Range Rover, not even Rick Rubin. No, not no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the super talented front man for the incredible bands, Vengeance and Indra, and CEO of Distilled Entertainment, That's Mr. Ryan Ross, affectionately hey. known as Relentless. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Lord. I love Come you, brother. On, man, One and only man. Lord Nelson. Hey, man. It's all love, man. Thank you. Really glad we could do this. So thank you so much for your time. And um, course, <laughs> just couldn't be more happy to be here, bro. Thank you. Hey, man. It's all yeah. love. Definitely. Thank you. So first question, as always, is where are you from, young man? I am from Roseville, California, United States of America, Roseville. and that, that is near Sacramento, uh -huh. if anyone knows uh, the California, kind of the Northern California, the capital, yeah. and I grew up um, just outside of Oakland, California, and San Francisco a few uh, when I was a kid in a little small town called Napa. <laughs> and we basically were the Bay Area, um, just outside of the, in, you know, in the Bay Area, basically, we call it the North Bay. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're, we're close uh, drive to um, to some big cities, San Jose, Sacramento, uh, Oakland, San Francisco. So right there. Yeah, yeah right there. So, so what's the best thing about being from Roseville, Napa, California? <laughs> well, probably during winter, usually say the weather. 
Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would be one of the best things. Yeah. Um, you know, which is something that we have a we're blessed with real mild winters. Though this is a unusual year, we have a lot of rain right now. Yeah. Um, four inches yesterday, which is incredible right. for us, is incredible amount. Um, so our rivers are about to flood and stuff. So it's been kind of fun. We were driving around looking at seasonal seasonal waterfalls today a little bit, just some, just because you can't see them unless it really, really, really comes down. So it's yeah. been kind of fun for that. But uh, but yeah, yeah, um, you know, it's a it's kind of a sleepy town when I grew up. Um, I was always like kind of. Um, always trying to find my way into the city, you know, to do bigger things <laughs> and have more fun and, you know, more excitement, a little crazier stuff. Yeah. And so we started, I mean, me and my buddy started going to, my, I had an older brother. I have, have an older brother. It's eight years yeah. older than me. So like I was able to get um, rides, you know, out because um, he was driving at 16 and I was like eight. So like <laughs> we could go, you know, see shows and stuff at a pretty yeah. young age. So I was exposed to a lot of, um, you know, that kind of stuff and, and, um, and just loved it, you know, and, and that's how that started. But yeah, you know, growing up was pretty chill for me. Um, just kind of a suburban, um, nothing too crazy, you know, overall, but, um, yeah, I just always kind of wanted something a little different and a little bit more exciting, you know, and, and, um, eventually I got to, you know, do my own thing once I grew up. Of course, more exciting than wine country, man. Of course, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Napa wine country, wine country. <laughs> right? You know, so definitely famous for for fine wine and grape growing and stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a nice, beautiful place. Okay, so so before we dive into the music, let's talk about your youth, which you kind of have a little bit. What was it like growing up with such amazing parents? Because your mom and dad are truly amazing to me, but. Yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I, they, they instill a lot of. I'd like to think instill good values, you know. And um, uh, my dad's a hard worker, um, always out there, you know, making it happen. And they started their own business, um, kind of from scratch. And I was, when they moved to to Napa from Roseville, and I was about five, and um, you know, he went out and just made it happen. Like he just made it happen. And I, and he had, we, you know, we're kind of out of money, and he just made it happen. I remember I'm always like taking extra side gigs and like sure like clients and whatever repairs and stuff. He did garage doors and gates and stuff like that. Right. And uh, he would he would just always be paying off his principal on his mortgage. I always watched like the those positive things like they were doing, and you know trying to pay off their house early and like I was just paying attention to some of their good moves they made, you know, um, and paying attention to some of the bad moves they made too to try to learn from them. You know, the key has been to learn from mistakes of of people around you, like in yourself, you know, um, not that, you know, I've definitely <laughs> made some mistakes twice, but you try to, you know, you try to do that. So a lot of learning from that. Um, but you know, pretty, I did a lot of sports and, you know, very busy with sports, I'm always super into hiking and like the outdoors, nature, love animals, you know, and, you know, we had cats, but like I'd keep dog or excuse me, uh, I have dogs now. Uh, my dad never let me have dogs for whatever reason. So like, as soon as I got, a, now I've had dogs and only have dogs, but, um, I had frogs and newts and things like that and stuff I took care of. And, um, I really loved to draw when I was a kid. I, I did like a lot of like my own little comic books that are really poorly drawn, but like, you know, thought out little storylines and stuff and characters. Um, you know, and I've been creative, like in that sense for a long time, I used to dress up, like pretend I was Michael Jackson and thriller. And I was like five, <laughs> you know, like fucking totally doing the dance. And then I would dress up like uh, Axl Rose, like when they got yeah. you know, roses and shit. And I was like maybe nine, 10, you know, they, they popped, you know, so I was always wanting to like entertain, I guess people. Right. Uh, in that sense and it, it you know and it's it's strange because i you know it's it, as a kid i was kind of shy in some respects but like once like the lights come on like mm -hmm. i can just do my thing you know same with sports too it's like 
I never would notice there'd be a thousand people watching and playing football or something like once you're zeroed in on it, you know? Right. Um, so it's one of those kind of, I don't know. I like that challenge of um, overcoming some of those fears, you know, and stuff, those butterflies and, and getting up there and performing, you know, and no I've been, I've enjoyed that since I've been a little guy, you know, kind of that mix of nervousness and excitement, you know, yeah, and, yeah. you know, so that's always been fun, even since I've been a little dude, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. So, so what's what's a great moment from your childhood you recall that influenced the man we see today? Um. Yeah, I'm trying to make you think about some things, man. You know, I'll say something that um, I don't know if I've ever said, but I'm gonna say it. And I was how old was I? I was little, dude, but maybe like my brother's eight years older than me, so he's still there. So I, I was probably like eight or seven or eight or somewhere around there, seven, eight, nine, maybe six. And um, I was like pretending to be like handicapped, like walking all weird and stuff and mm -hmm. trying to be funny to my brother. And right behind me, I had unbeknownst to me, Mm. was a person with like the same like disabilities I was like making fun of. Right. And it was a little kid, right? And uh, this long time ago. Yeah. And my my parents were like, you know, look behind you. Like I can't believe you, you know, thinking that I was doing that to mock the person behind right, me. Right, right. And I turned back and my fucking heart sank. Mm. And I felt like the biggest sack of shit yeah. as a little kid from it. And like I just remember like telling myself, like, dude, I'm never gonna fucking do that again, dude. Like, I'm never gonna fucking hurt someone like for no fucking reason, dude. Like, yeah. you know? And um that was a really defining moment <laughs> in my yeah. childhood of of like and again, I'm not perfect, you know. I've done a lot of stupid ass shit, but like right. um that was something that really stopped like a lot of dumb shit that I was like just being stupid as some kid, but like man right. that that like a brick wall in your face dude just bam like you know whoo, like that it was one of those moments where i was like mm -hmm. i'm gonna choose to do the right thing here not the wrong thing you know <laughs> like right, right. I don't, there's one example for you yeah, early life lessons man we're digging deep oh no no early <laughs> lesson, i appreciate it early yeah. life lessons man and and, and mm -hmm. that does mean a lot man and and it just shows the empathy that you had even back then you know of course, you know, as yeah. kids, we're still growing and learning and stuff. So, but you learned a lesson right there. So that's it's strange. And, you know, ever since then, I've kind of felt like overly aggressive to people that are fucking with people like in a wheelchair or something. Yeah. Um, I almost beat the shit out of this dude once at a, we had this bicycle shop um, mm -hmm. and this man that ran it was blind. Mm -hmm. and he he could fix a fucking bike with no eyes he could wow. do he could feel and wow, do all right. the things and do the gears and he with his just his hands mm -hmm. amazing yes. and i remember being there behind him once uh behind a customer that was going to pay for services and the guy said it was like you know the 108 bucks for the bike or whatever mm -hmm. and the dude gave him like 10 bucks and acted like it was 100 wow you know what i mean tried to rob him basically yeah, yeah. and i called him out and it was like a big kind of scene you know and i was like mm. fuck you dude right. and another time like uh um i was an adult you know um i was probably 21 and i broke my ankle really bad um on, on stage with vengeance i jumping off james's drum riser and in, in seattle on tour and my ankle just just wow. popped out and like um so I was in a cast, you know, and, and laid up kind of like my wife is right now with her broken foot. But um, <laughs> um, I was in college, single and everything, but in college. And then my roommate, Brian, um, 
excuse me, this dude, Brian Cast, my good friend, excuse me. Um, he's like, bro, like we got to take advantage of your fucking gas, dude. Like let's go to Disneyland and magic mountain, which is like magic mountains, a roller coaster, big roller coaster park. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're like, cause you can get front of line. Cause you get to go in <laughs> like with right. the, you know, the right. broken leg side, yeah. you know, the, yeah. whatever. Um, so we're, we're in line to go on this ride called the Viper. It's like an old, old famous one. And, um, the kid in front of me, like in that line, like, had no legs from his knees down he had prosthetics mm-hmm. and like kid was probably 12 maybe yeah and like dude super cool we were chatting up with him and like he was he was walking with these prosthetics and here comes from behind us this big honorage coming up the the exit essentially mm-hmm. with how they do it for like handicap or like you know injured people right. and um it's fred durst from uh limb biscuit yeah right yeah so the crowd sees him on the other the main line people ah, fuck, you know going crazy fred durst you know and uh he rolls up and he 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 p- passes me and he full-on shoulder bumps the kid really to go to the front of the line with a pat on fred durst fucking right yeah. you know the man almost knocks over this little kid with prosthetics yeah i'm in a wheelchair with a fucking cast myself i lost my shit dude i get up and i'm hopping at him trying right. to fight him and like security had to come and fucking take me away it's pretty pretty bad but uh Nah, fuck that guy and fuck you fred durst you ever see this i'll fucking whoop your ass if you ever want to fight me dude let's do it we could do it on live and Lord. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> hey man, the content is already great. <laughs> my brother, my brother, you a wild dude. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank, listen, no, no, thank you for those, man. Listen, I thank you for your honesty, man, yeah. and just being genuine and authentic, man. That's what I love about you, bro. <laughs> Yo, I want to ask you a question about your pops, man. So, has your dad yeah. always been into sports cars? Yeah, yeah, he was, you know, and, you know, back in the day, in his day, like, um, you know, high school kids had a job, you know, he had a paper yeah. route, you know, he'd always earn money and stuff. And of course, things are like a lot, your dollar went way, way, way farther than it does now. Um, so like a new Corvette at the time was like probably the price of like the ch- absolute cheapest car today as far as relativity yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. to buy, you know, buying power. Yeah. So he saved up money and bought like a whatever it was, a 1969 Corvette or something like when he was 18 but earned all the money himself from you know jobs and stuff. And so he was always ripping around with those. And then he got into Jeep four by four Jeeps. And so it's been like a super love of, of um, race cars and like badass rock crawler Jeeps. And he's right. done like Rubicon trail, which is a world famous four by four trail. Yes. And, uh-huh. and, um, and now he lives in Arizona. He's retired and he, ha- he actually sold his Corvette um, after all these years. He? he's always had one like right. he, but yeah he, he sold it out he sold it um to a to a guy who's a collector and loves it and super stoked about it um because he had kind of a special one but uh he got a badass rock crawling four by four jeep uh now that is all decked out with fucking giant tires and he's got all the bells and whistles and crazy radio that you can call around the world for help if you break down and and they're all busting out him and his, he's got all these uh, buddies that are like retired dudes they have a club right and they're like just every couple of days a week they go out and do an adventure like on these old um stage roads and uh-huh. trails and stuff and, and, they, and again they live in arizona but arizona is just full of like public land right um, there's just tons and tons and tons of land most people don't realize like arizona is fucking huge and it's like mm-hmm. i think the fifth largest state so there's a lot of of uh, areas where you can go and 
Um, the Sonoran Desert, where they're at, is the it, it's a desert, but it's the wettest desert in North America. Okay, and so it's a lot greener than like the Mojave Desert um, in the Southern California looks, for mm-hmm. example. Like the, there's a lot more plants and a lot more cactus and things, and it's pretty cool when you get out there. I, I really enjoy it um, when I go out with them. Yeah, yeah, no, no, listen, you know, pops yeah. are just cool, man. Mom and dad, man, they're just awesome. You know, and so yeah. what because I, I I said that because I wanted to get into this question if I remember correctly. Your dad told me a story where you uh got in that Z06 and hit that gas a little too hard. Did I remember that correctly, or 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 am I am I tripping? From when I was a little guy, or or yeah, yeah I guess I was driving, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it'll surprise you. Those <laughs> things are are fucking rockets with tires on them, basically. You know, like, yeah, you know, I've never had a car like that. You know, and he never let me drive his car, so it wasn't like I'd ever tried it out. It's like James with the drum set; like he ain't touching it. You know, um, he could look at it, and you know, you could watch him play it or drive it. You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, but don't touch that shit. You know, no. So he never let you drive the car. My my dad didn't let me drive the Corvette. Like he he did okay. tell me how to drive, but we would drive his Jeep and like drive the you know regular kind of cars and stuff. Um, he made me learn to drive on a four by four so that I, I, I and, and also a stick shift so that I kind of knew more of the technical vehicle. Let's say yeah yeah. yeah. Well, well, may, well maybe he was saying he wouldn't let you get in there because he thought you were going to do something. So, so um, I could, I could yeah, I mean he had he had let me drive it later on, and I definitely uh-huh. you know got some surprises, but I don't know the specific. <laughs> one he's talking about you know it's all love, man. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. so how last little thing how's your mom doing man mom's good um she's become an author she wrote a book really? um yeah she wrote a, a fiction um that she put out and kind of a love romance comedy thing you know mm-hmm. definitely you know it's, it's her genre not mine yeah, and, yeah, 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 you know but she's super into it she took <laughs> she took her time and it's like a legit book. It's like she got it printed and everything and like published and it's like yeah. 350 pages or something really? like it's a full yeah. chunky book. Uh-huh. Um, so that's cool. You know, um, I, I, I'll be honest. I haven't read it yet, but uh, I need to uh, do that. Yeah. If she gives me too much crap, I go, oh, did you listen to the last Ninja record? And she'll be all, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, you know, yeah. she's beautiful yeah. and amazing. Man. Yeah, no, I'm just, we just, yeah, we, yeah. you know, no, we're just, that just a good relationship. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. So, last thing before we get to the music, how much do you remember about the Joel? Joel growing up, man. What do you remember Joel. about Big Brother, man? Being, you know, yeah. Um, you know, he was, he's eight years older. Um, so he was, he was kind of, he, he was really there for me a lot when I was a little, little guy, he took yeah. care of me you know, a lot, helped my parents with it. He was kind of a mother hen in a good way. So, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. like the brother and, he, um, he, you know, he, he whooped my ass and shit. And I got a little <laughs> older, you know, I probably deserved it most of the time. Um, you know, and he became a police officer when he was pretty, I don't know, like 19 or so. And I was about 11 or 12 and he's like 19, 20. So, then he was he was in his best shape of his life so he's feeling himself and yeah. when you're 12 you're feeling yourself too and so there were some clashes you know clash of the titans there um you know but i got him back when i when i grew up <laughs> but we're cool dude we're cool you know he's uh both his kids moved out and they're yeah. both in relationships now and so right he's they yeah. they're empty nest so he's got more time to himself than i think he's ever had <laughs> so, right right you know, well, so well, they always—they all good. just like you. They always enjoy the, he and Connie. They enjoy them lot their lives, man, and that's a beautiful yeah. thing, man, to see him. A lot of travel, travel, you know. Yes, indeed. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Yeah, no it's doubt. cool. It's cool. Yeah. So, indeed, indeed. so, yeah. 
when did that high of music first hit you? What was the first thing that made you just say like, wow, man? You know, um, I think like Headbangers Ball <laughs> from MTV. Uh, oh, bro, MTV, like, yeah. Just, like, fuck, dude. Like, I got to do this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and, and like, you know, I remember seeing like Metallica's... Um, it was a year and a half of life of Metallica. I was pretty much, I was a little bit into it already, but I mean, again, my brother was like showing me Ozzy and, you know, right. Faith No More. We listened right. to Black Sabbath, Ozzy, Faith No More, Metallica. Um, you know, my dad was into hard rock, like Led Zeppelin and stuff like yeah. that. So it wasn't super, it wasn't super foreign to me, but um, mm -hmm. I definitely took the dive in, like with Megadeth, it was kind of the next heavier than Slayer, then Pantera, then you start finding like the fucking hardcore shit, like Obituary and Napalm Death and, you know, Cannibal Corpse and all this kind of stuff. Right. But <clears throat> but before that, um, I think it was seeing the music videos of the live shows of these guys partying and like kicking ass and the people yes. nuts and tons of people and lights camera action you know i had to have it so right indeed no love yeah. love so <laughs> <laughs> no, listen that's real there man yeah so what, so what was your first band and have you always been a front man um you know so it started i got a guitar when i was 13 and didn't know how to play you know anything got a fender stratocaster uh, for christmas and like you know a little practice amp which i still have uh, yeah, yeah. and um i wish i saw the guitar too at one point i kind of pawned it off because i just wasn't playing it and stuff right. but i wish i just had it at this point because it wasn't worth selling in the long run but whatever um and let's see so you know what was that so i was 13 with the guitar 14 started being able to like riff a little bit a little bit um <laughs> and learned a couple licks you know that kind of thing and mind you back then you know like there was no uh youtube and stuff it wasn't easy right. to like learn how to play like you if you didn't know anybody you had to like find a teacher or right. like you know it was just difficult um and so i got a paper route to, to pay for uh guitar lessons okay. at like 14 and i had this guitar teachers dude ray delat and he um he got trained by a guitar player that played with rob halford in the band fight which rob oh. halford did after Judas priest so there was a connection and a name um this is a fucking shredder dude he's a shredder um he had a credible uh reach you know with his fingers he could go like nine frets or something you know with this kind of alien wow. stretch <laughs> and um, he taught me a lot of cool stuff that i still play sometimes i pick the guitar up you know some of the riffs that i learned from him um but um yeah he encouraged me you know and taught me like the, the the chords that I was trying to learn, you know, and, and power chords and all the different, you know, things and the scales and some of the music theory. And we did lessons for a few years and um, Vengeance um, ends up kind of forming um, in the middle of the lessons era. Right. And basically, and we we're, none of us knew how to play for shit. So it was like, you know, like, let's all learn together and be a band like immediately. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> and so we had, we met James in middle school, who's our drummer, and uh, <laughs> and this dude Matt Wren uh, was playing guitar, and he was going to be the singer and the guitar player, like, and then I was going to be the other guitar player, and then we had this other dude named Aaron Salmary that was playing bass um, for us. That was in high; they're all high school kids, you know. Right. And like we um, we formed that. Like this is like. I think it was freshman year of high school. Um, mm. So like pretty young, dude. We had to like ask our parents for rides to band practice for years. Like yeah. we were little, you know, <laughs> like it was hard to like pick up my amp and shit, you know, like, right. like little guys, you know, <laughs> and, um, 
we were, we, were, we would go up and rehearse at James's house. They live in the country and they had a little shop like um, that. They said, if we cleaned out space, we could use to play. So we right. essentially kind of where we were for until I went to college. And then we ended up get, starting to get practice studios, more formal kind of like in Oakland and different cities, Petaluma and stuff, mm-hmm. California. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I've been in vengeance first um, and okay. this entire time and never, yeah. stopped, you know, and that's uh, our first rehearsal was November 6th, 1994. Wow. wow. So, vengeance, um, vengeance, I'm sorry, because y'all is your first one, man. That's, that's, that's yeah, still, so we've been around strong. Yeah, long time, you know. Yes, it's the same time I'm walking. I'm watching, you know, Pig Walk come out by Stuck Mojo. Oh, you know? Yeah, you know, and so um, to have that be full circle to me when I met you was, you know, fucking amazing for me. You know, because like, dude, I've been listening to these guys since I was the fucking beginning. <laughs> Super cool, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, I I was in a punk rock band in high school for for a little while too, on and off. Uh-huh. Um, and that was fun. I did, and I, I just played guitar and did backup vocals. Um, and then with Vengeance, um, playing guitar and that dude, Matt Wren, the like a singer, guitar player, he was just doing, right. you know, like really bad. Um, <laughs> we were all terrible, dude. Like all of us were horrible, um, horrible. Our demo, our first demos are fucking terrible. <laughs> terrible. Um, and we thought they were pretty good, you know, at the time. Of like, fucking good, you know? Like, we're recording on, like, karaoke oh. machines with fucking cassette tapes, and right. it was really bad. But uh, um, he and the drummer, James, got in a fight, and James tends to fight with a lot of people. And uh, so, so uh, he, uh, <laughs> arguments, you know? Um, but this dude got butt hurt. I don't even, who knows what the fuck is about at this point. <laughs> but uh, he eventually kind of just started to kind of find his way out of the band, basically. Right, right. Flat and line. so <laughs> I was like, fuck, I'll, I just want to be a guitar player. I, that's right. I wanted to be a guitar player. That was like, I want to play heavy metal guitar player. Um, and I grabbed the mic and tried to like, you know, do what he was doing a little bit better or whatever, you know, and yeah. just kept that just kind of stayed for more for lack of, of metal musicians in our little town mm-hmm. to play with. And, and so I started to develop into singing and playing guitar at the same time, you know, yeah, which I did till 2001. Mm. Um, and, and then I dropped the guitar um, at a show in Vegas in 2001. And I have never played guitar with vengeance live since wow man wow wow indeed so during a show like mid-show i had my guitar like a a spring and it's like a string and a fuck it in and grab the mic and we had played a we had had a packed crowd in vegas like probably i don't know a small club but maybe 150 200 people like and they were they were going for it we had a play we were playing with like one of the biggest local bands and like it was a really good show yeah and um, I grabbed the mic and everyone just started fucking going, dude. And I was like, fuck it. This is the way. And just, ah, you know, get everyone in it and never look back, you know? So, awesome, so man. that's when I really became a front man in yes. my opinion was that night. Yeah. Okay. So it happened in Vegas of all places. So. In Vegas. What happened? How, in Vegas? But you can tell that story. You can tell that story. That's one you can tell. You don't have to leave it there. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so family the friendly. The Vengeance Collective is powerful and energetic. <laughs> And your subject matter is always thought-provoking. That's that's my my opinion. And so, who or what is the driving force for your content? Um, you know, at the beginning, um, it would the very beginning. I think it was uh, like pretty fictional um, in the first demos and stuff. We had songs like "Fire's Destruction" and "Mosh," 
and Fire at Will, Murderer, Ghost. Um, these are some very early songs. Um, in the Asylum, you know, like things like that. Um, like there's like an abduction song, like Area 51. Um, you know, um, they're, 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 and it just kind of was not super serious, let's say. And then it started to become more. So our third demo is called Protocol of Lies. Mm-hmm. And Protocol of Lies is where it started to change into being like we started to get become better musicians and songwriters right. all the way around. Like there are some, there's a couple songs on that demo, and we're talking '96 that are pretty fucking decent. Like. Mm-hmm. I could listen to, <laughs> you know, like I, I wouldn't be horribly embarrassed for people to know, like this, is, I would consider that our first demo, you know? Yeah. Um, and, it, and there's a couple of moments that are, got, it's got some moments. It's got some riffs. There's some riffs there. Where you can tell like this band's kind of like got some, got some shits happening here with the puzzle, yeah. you know? Um, but uh, I don't know if I'm getting totally off the train of no, stuff we're, here, but rolling, you know, but that's how, that's kind of how that, that, that went, you know, um, and and the and the oh yeah the lyrical matter stuff um i remember sending a demo um with lyrics to my my grandpa my mom's stepdad who passed away um when i was about 19. Yeah. this dude was fucking cool grandpa bill the coolest fucking dude this guy tell you all the dirty jokes he'd sneak <laughs> you a drink when you're a teenager do all the yeah. bad shit, you know show you a playboys like <laughs> funny funny nasty jokes all the time right um just a good time super positive um and he'd always be like playful like want to always play games when we're there always have a good time yeah. he's super into board games and like um the dude was super into like civil war and like had this like crazy collection of of just like a, it, just a diehard reader like the guy would just read like a you know just through a book you know yeah. um, and just a really cool dude but i remember sending him the, the the demo and the lyrics like kind of for a review if you will as his request yeah and he just ripped me apart dude like was like <laughs> he's like none of these songs have like a finale uh, like a finale uh, <laughs> what a finality that i would have to him like they don't these songs don't end you know like uh-huh. you're letting these go to the readers to decide what happens and right, like you, right. you're not really finishing the story and um stuff like that he was he was he was just poking me he's cool it was, yeah. it was like, you know he's like let me have it excuse me and like it was kind of like well it kind of hurt my fans a little bit first because like you know you never had you never been critiqued at it i've never been critiqued as an artist at that point so it was like oh it's not like the most amazing shit you've ever read you know (laughs) you know heard um and and so like i always thought about that ever since uh, when i'd write songs was like you know like do i want the story to finish or like with the end of the lyric or do i want it to be thought provoking yeah, at the very end right, of like right there's a fork in the road and like you know m- me as a listener the reading you know can decide how that ends because a lot of songs are vague in the scheme of things and re- in like the songs that we listen to but um and, and some i do both ways still but uh you know but that was something that was that, that shaped you know um my songwriting like at the very beginning if, at least as a, in the lyrics the right. sense of the lyrics you know um but yeah i don't know i think that's and so and so as far as subject matter with vengeance like it's always kind of been like social problems right um mm-hmm. you know like we've we went from from that protocol lies era into more like real stuff so it was like we're not going to sing about like anything that's like we never were like dungeons and dragons and shit but like right. you know just no we weren't really trying to go like all way out there with like just fake shit we want to talk about like things that are happening not necessarily everything that we said that we did or whatever but like 
real stuff that's happening around that we see in the world and or around our city or whatever. And, you know, we're around where we live or, you know, those kind of environmental problems, pollution, um, you know, th- those things have, have become a big part of the subject matter. Of course, the band's called Vengeance. So there's a lot of revenge based things involved right. with that too, you know, yeah. and I have this theme kind of going where the animals kind of attack, <laughs> right? I showed you with the merch and stuff, but yeah. So with that, yeah, with with vengeance, it's it's been like that. Andra, my other band's subject matter is a little different and darker, you know, in right. most sense. But yeah. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah. So, so if you wouldn't mind, I, I'd like to, you know, please enlighten me on what you feel or how you feel about each member, uh, what each member brings to the band of who you guys have now, because I know it's changed, you know. But so let, yeah. let, let me start off. I'll start off with the individuals. <laughs> So the great Dank man, what what is it about Dank that's so great, man? You know, Dank man's a great a great person. Um, he's a worldly guy and uh, great friend. Um, Aussie, 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 yeah, Aussie dude. He's an Australian guy that was born in Switzerland that lives in America, so he's got <laughs> a wild story. Yeah, um, always loved him since the, the beginning, you know. And I, I met him in uh, I went to him in college, and I was like, I was seventeen and just about eighteen, and I met him, and uh, my roommate was like, "Dude, you gotta meet the guy above us. He's he's got the Wayne's Roll guitar." I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, he's got the fucking Wayne shirt. He got the <laughs> Wayne's World, the one Wayne's World guitar. Yeah, right. And so I like, like whatever, bro. You know, it's dude Greg. Like whatever, bro. Yeah. He's all no, really, dude, really, dude. You gotta meet him, Bob. And I, and I, and I come out and I'm listening, and dude's dude shredding a Kirk Hammett solo, playing along the Metallica song, some Metallica song. And I was like, right. I really do need to meet this guy. So <laughs> I would hop up the stairs, and you know, we met and came kind of friends pretty much within about a minute like we're best friends right like yeah and so we pretty much were inseparable for a few years there <laughs> and, <laughs> and um yeah we just broke down you know and, and we get along well and it's we've we've only had very very minimal heated moments against each other in 20 yeah. something years you know um so he's a guy i can live with and enjoy my time with and um you know we're on the road that's what it is and you're living with people and uh you know I love my dang man. He's a great dude. Thank you. He's one of, one of, yeah. truly one of the great human beings. Love him, man. Totally. All right, so so let's go to the keyboardist, the yeah. Hey, listen, as I when, when I call him Tom Cruise while we were on, on tour, <laughs> yeah, I call him Tom Cruise, man. He's that guy, man. So father, man. What's up with father, man? The, the father. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I remember us being in on uh, what the fuck were we? We were in Tri Cities, Washington, on tour in two thousand and two, and we're playing some fucking bar, and this 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 fan lady was like had cut off jean shorts on, and she's like, "I want you guys to sign my <laughs> sign my ass," and so Nate, uh, the father, he signed on one cheek. F A T and on the other H E R. 
father it. And she turns around. She's all, you fucking wrote fat her on my ass. And it's like, going to get him, you know? <laughs> so we always call him the fat her sometimes, too. <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's the man, you know? This dude's the man, bro. Yeah, me and him are real real tight. I, I, probably spend the, I probably spend the most time with him, you know, when I'm on the road of the guys. Um, we're very close. I don't think we've ever been in a fight or like had any major thing happen in 20. I've known him for fucking longer than that. I've known him for 30 something years, dude. Like yeah, his dad was my basketball coach when I was wow. like in seventh grade. Yeah. Seventh yeah. grade. His dad, he's like, fucking move your feet, Ross, move your feet, Ross. You know, <laughs> fucking, you know cruising around, you know, trying to shuffle and jive in my, in my fucking oversized shoes. Man. um yeah you know so we go way by 30 years you know uh great friend we've been through a lot together um just a lot you know uh ups and downs and lefts and rights and you oh, know yeah, everything. yeah no yes, we're close yeah, yeah we're yeah. close he and, his, and his wife he has a beautiful family also man as you they do it, uh most yeah. definitely man he is cool anyway man it's all up so flat line <laughs> the wild man and listen he's a wild boy i love him man he's a wild yes man. He's wild, dude. He's a lot. <laughs> he's a lot, but we love that about him. He's great. Yeah, he's kind of our pit bull. If we have a problem with the promoter, or anybody, like, <laughs> like, we, we, we will we will go get James. You you know that like. Like, you sure you don't want to fucking solve that problem with me? Because, you know, I'll get him. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, he's great. He He's a brother and we're, we're close and have been for so long. And, you know, um, been me and him been been friends for 30 years, dude, yeah, and yeah. been through a lot. You know, we played a thousand shows together. Right. Um, Vengeance, I don't think, has ever played a show without him, you know. Always been a drummer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the only drummer, you know, like, yeah, he's always been the guy. He broke his arm, you know, or his shoulder at one point. Um, and we had a fill-in, like, kind of planned, but it never really happened, you know, and stuff, just yeah. to try to keep the ball moving because he was out for, like, nine months, you know. He's wow. had a couple injuries, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, he broke his, I think it was his ankle in Europe really bad at the end mm -hmm. of that Devil Driver tour. Right. Uh, somebody, awesome. Yeah. Was, you know, awful, excuse me. and Not awesome. It was horrible. Um yeah. But, um, yeah, we've all been injured very badly doing this fucking job. Mm -hmm. uh, like, every single guy I've been has been to the hospital um, from directly from stage for wow. pretty good stuff. Yeah, lots of broken bones and, and blood. But, uh, you know, shit happens. You know? Yeah, you guys, you guys <laughs> put in work, man. You're out there handling your business, man. No yeah. doubt. So Accidents happen. So as as you guys called, uh, I, I, I don't know where that picture is, but but twin man Connery man. Fuck it. I oh, yeah. Battery, That's the best picture of you two. Um, <laughs> he's your Danny DeVito, man. It's the best, dude. <laughs> he's good, dude. He's good. He's got a girlfriend. He's happy. He lives in Vallejo, uh, which is Vallejo! kind of the next. Yeah. yeah, between Napa and Oakland, basically, he's kind of in the uh -huh. middle. Um, 
yeah, he's working out in the city and doing his thing. And uh, yeah, he's good. He's good. He's playing his bass. He's got a little side band. Um, okay. that keeps him more busy on the day to day. Yeah. Uh, but he's always down with the binge. And, you know, we, right. we, 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 uh, we pull together when we do. So yeah. we're, we're trying to start, you know, getting a little more active again now that the, the everything's opened up and, right. you know, just, so many cancellations it was very discouraging to book anything because everything get postponed and shit and you're like fuck dude and we didn't have to do anything so it's kind of like yeah but we played a couple of shows the last few months and it's felt really good you know yeah um, yeah, wow, yeah. Wow. So, yeah besides my cardio it's felt really good yeah <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god yeah other than that it's been good yeah so mr Hell B, man. John Wetter, man. Yeah. Another one. You guys are family to me, man. Every single, every single one of you, man. I love you guys, man. So yeah, what's up with Hell B, man? Hell B, dude. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's um, he's up in Seattle area. Yeah. You know, he plays us when he can. Um, he's taking a job being a guitar tech for this band, Blackville Brides. Yeah, Brides really, right. really, really mm -hmm. famous, right? So um, they've been traveling around the entire world, dude. They just were in the UK last month. Yeah. I saw him a few months ago. Um, they had me come out and see him like at one of the shows and you know it's, it's a lot of fun you know they get me backstage you get to go on the bus get to fucking oh, hang out with buddy you know the yeah. singer's a Bengals fan which you know for me you can, <laughs> you can, you can bro down on that um yeah. but uh, you know cool cool dudes um they're they're um super professional crew you know and um had a great time with them about i think it was about a year ago metallica played a festival out here and they they let me come out backstage so it was like behind metallica with them and yeah, i, talk, I talked to you guys when y'all were out there yeah we talked. yeah good times <laughs> good times you know so i was talking to hell be there day because me and him are really big lord of the rings fans um the hobbit and shit and so like we're gonna there's some new ones being made right now there's some new ones being made right now excuse me um and uh, we're gonna go get together we're gonna go get together and do that you know so so what's i got we we're gonna what's photo bomb here hey, yeah. listen, what's up player? yeah there's little Rex, jack what's going on man <laughs> it's all love man. family time yeah listen that's what it is man come on man it's all love man. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, it wouldn't be appropriate if we what didn't. It is, man. That's what yeah. it is. Come on, man. So, so yeah. So, so I have now, kids. <laughs> and that's what it is once again. So, Slim. Slim. Yeah, what's Slim. up with Slim? Yeah. See, so I've never seen Slim, you know, when you guys, when, when we did our thing, Slim was right, with you. Right. So all the other guys have been with you. So what's up with Slim, man? He's a great Slim. guy. Nice to meet yeah, you. Slim's good. You know, we always try to pull him out, you know, and if there's like, he's he'd probably be the first guy we call if Connery can't come to a tour or something, but mm -hmm. You know he's he's got a little daughter. He's doing good. His wife, yeah. you know, he's in wife and daughter, and he's happy guy. Um, yeah, he's working, him. and I think he's not really trying to kind of do the road life at this mm -hmm. point in his life. But uh, you know, he he's the kind of guy that's like, 
can't stay away from it. So he'll say he quits and then he'll see him a month later. be all, boom, 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 boom. You know, he's like, okay, focus. You know, it's like, dude, it's all good, bro. It's in your blood. It's in your blood, dude. Your blood, no you know, doubt, like, no doubt. You know, so. So, so there was one other guy. I can't remember his name. Um, we had Ruxton, maybe Eric, the other guitar that we had for a little bit. Um, uh, not just a little bit, but Eric's played with us often. When okay, John, yeah, yeah, John and Eric basically, you know, kind of fill in for whoever's whoever's available, you know, got you, got you. So, you know, and so sometimes Eric goes on tour, or sometimes John goes on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, the local shows he lives here, so it's a little easier for local shows. We, right. we would fly J- John, he'll be in for some of the bigger ones, but they've both done major, major shows with us and tours. Excuse me, they've both done. I think at least two of the Europe tours and uh, we've done and stuff like that, you know, and some of our biggest stuff, but yeah, we've been really lucky to have two really talented guys um, be able to fill in or, you know, handle that position. Let's say, right. you know, indeed, indeed. very team team based and, and the guys are super selfless about it. It's been like, you know, fuck dude, I got, I can't make that tour. And they're doing, oh, fuck I can, you know, and so, yeah. it's been cool. So we, we never been on stage with all of us, like, you know, Leonard mm-hmm. Skinner with three guitars, but right. Um, which I don't think we need, but, uh, you know, it's nice to have someone to call if, you know, you know, you can't do it. Um, sometimes we can't get them either of them and, and dank man will play on his own, you know, yeah, but yeah. Uh, the vineyards music is pretty written with two guitars. There's a lot of back forth and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, going on and all the solos have rhythm under them that you, you miss, you know, if it's just the bass course, and stuff, of course, you know, and some bands do that better than others, but I feel like vengeance is at, at its best when it's, you know, with, with two guitars. Oh, well you guys have, you just got a great collective, great, uh, individuals, great human beings, Man, playing with you, man, that brotherhood, man, that's 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 amazing. It really is. So, all right. Tell us about traveling across the country, touring at what were you 16 with your bros? And and how did yeah, you guys so. as musicians, man? I mean, young traveling across the country playing music. Talk to me yeah, about that. Yeah, we um we started branching out at around 16. I think at 17 is when we really left the state. And at 17, um, my senior project in high school. Um, for one of my classes or it was like uh, um was we all had to have some kind not a thesis it wasn't like college like masters but it was sort of like a miniaturized thesis of like you have to do some kind of project and do something and you know like either prove something or like or do something you know and mm-hmm. so mine was like a do something kind of project where i was going to book a tour for vengeance right and so um and this is back when the the resource, the internet's brand new. Mm-hmm. You have to wait three minutes for a page to like load up like this. Right. 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 For all our younger people watching this interview, <laughs> fucking you guys would have wanted to shoot your sucking selves. Um, you guys wouldn't imagine the patience that it would take to load a fucking website. Um, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, so well, the younger people don't have, didn't have to suffer through that, but, uh, so it was very difficult to book a tour, um, being an unknown band. Um, you know, so there was, there was like, uh, and there probably still is, um, some re some resources that are in print, like, um, you know, you like in San Francisco or Seattle are going to have like these kind of entertainment guides, right. With like right. club listings. That's kind of what I was seeking out with stuff like that. And we'll try to find like, where are the metal bands playing in Portland and Seattle and some of these cities that we would hop up to from the West coast. And so our first tour was basically to go to Seattle 
and back. And my parents had just moved to to Seattle. So it was a good place to go. We have a place to pit stop, safe right. place, sleep, you know, and, and kind of do a couple Washington shows and then kind of drive back down. And, um, and that was what we did. So we had like a pickup truck with a uh, shell on it and a U-Haul trailer and a four a four cylinder shitty truck. And leaving California is massive mountains called the Siskiyous. And uh, we blew our transmission like into going into Oregon, you know, and had to. S- <laughs> we drove on the um, Interstate Five in the emergency lane because we couldn't get out of second gear. Wow. We could do first and second gear. We drove thirty five miles an hour for like 400 miles and wow. didn't get didn't get pulled over nothing happened totally normal. Really? we shredded like two of our tires we fucking barely made our first gig and um that night we met Curran murphy who was a nevermore um a very big band for a while who i'm still great friends with and working with now in this project called gothic prophet uh-huh. um and and like all if we never made that show to it would have like changed the trajectory of like my life in a way like maybe not substantially but definitely and um so we like had to make that show somehow we did and it was like really cool like vintage would never say die by then it's like we never cancel a show we made no matter fucking what dude like you break keep playing dude like you gotta play dude like you know (laughs) never stop and um and so it was special we did it graduated high school um, and then we started taking it across the country you know in between um the school years we would like go out for like two months in a van with a trailer and you know book our own shows and and uh wow. just play with local bands every night you know yeah. and a couple festivals you know scattered in there and you know we had we start putting out cds and we'd sell cds and shirts and you know and cook george foreman grill food <laughs> and uh camp coleman stove food and have a big cooler we'd bake the um uh, bartenders for ice every night fill yeah. them up we had no money dude like right. you know i remember one tour we were out on tour for two months dude we two fucking months 60 days and we only stayed in three motel rooms wow and otherwise wow. we're sleeping in the van or we had we brought tents and we would go to rest areas and like fucking put tents up and shit and like sleep <laughs> and run 200 foot extension lines and cook george foreman off the power in the shitter i mean just crazy shit dude you know <laughs> and we're drinking and smoking and fucking yeah. like you know, selling CDs to people. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this you've is seen. A, yes, this is, yeah. we'll talk about yeah. that. But this yeah. is the reality. You know what I was about to say. Yes, yeah. sir. This is the reality. <laughs> you, you see a lot of the glitz and glam out there about what's going on with bands and everything. But there's a whole yeah. other side, you know, to the My, millions yeah. of bands out there of the life yeah. of being a musician, man. And that's the, listen, you tell us some real stories, man. And, and, and I keep it real, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, no. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's funny, I, you know. No, no. Now I gotta say way into these these uh what I wanted to ask you is uh because it goes right into it. <laughs> Two stories you've told me. One about being at a rest stop in South Carolina and the Miami story with father. So can right. you share these stories if they are not too personal? Um definitely the Miami's no problem. Um the South Carolina, I I'm thinking <laughs> I'm not. Uh, we did a couple of crazy things there, so I, you might want to refresh which which thing we. Well, you were talking about. about smoking and being pulled over, uh, and the cops right. coming to get you. Well, yeah, coming that, to talk to you. <laughs> that was really scary. You know, we're we're like in some campground um, down where those palmettos. It's kind of like where the pine forest meets the swamp. Okay. It's really beautiful and a very unique place and i've never been back there yet and I actually want to told kind of telling my wife i want to do a carolina's vacation sometime right. with us 
I'm definitely going to see you guys, you know, which is way past due. Right. But, um, (laughs) it was a very beautiful place. And so naturally we wanted to smoke there and enjoy the sunset and unbeknownst to us, South Carolina, like basically will hang you by your balls. If you get caught with weed at that time, it was like 20 years ago, you know, like still probably, I don't know what it's like now, but, um, I'm still scared. I'm still scared. We're from California where it's like totally normal. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, we we were, we, it got close with the cops. And I think James was like the only one that hadn't partaken. So we were like pushing him to talk to the right. cops. You know? Like <laughs> James would love to talk to you right now, you know, <laughs> you know, so that was close, dude. We were, we were real close there. Um, yeah. As we're like wandering around the swamp with fucking alligators and shit. And like, no, we don't know this, right? Like, we're like, you know, it it was a good time for us. So it was very, very foreign. Not a foreign, but exotic, I guess, in a way for us, the the stuff, you know, like we don't we're not used to alligators and things like that. Right. Um, but it was a beautiful place and I definitely want to go back though, I'll tell you. Okay, as you, far as, we welcome you. Yeah. And that was like the night or two before everything kind of turned to shit with with Nate, um, the father, yeah. that story, you know, and that's a pretty heavy story, you know. And yeah. Um, so like we were, we had one of our, we had a booking agent actually on that tour and that was 2004, I want to say, um, I think, yeah, so, yeah. So it was a little later, 2004 and, um, I'm pretty sure 2004, maybe three, but something like that, three or four. And we, um, we were South Carolina and then the next night, um, I think we started to get down. We I think we beelined it all the way into Florida, and we had a show at the Hard Rock Cafe in Miami. So it was a pretty good drive well, from South, drive. South South Carolina to yes. um, Miami. And I remember driving like all through the night, and we, we got to Miami at the sunrise. It was amazing because then the sunrise is on the ocean, which mm-hmm. for us California the sunrise is a, is the sunset yeah. of the ocean. Yeah. So it's opposite. It's it's cool for us. It's different. So we like it. So like, wow, this is fucking cool. And of course we like, well, we should start drinking, you know? So we're drinking and like the beach is South beach. It's the famous South beach of Miami, you know? And we got a shitty van like parked right there. Cause it was like five in the morning. So you have first dibs and uh, we're out by this hotel and like, we're going to play that night at the hard rock. And we figured like, let's just have a beach day and we'll just chill. And then we'll play our show because, you know, we're like 20 something years old. So we like sleep every few days. We don't care. And like, you know, we're bouncing off the walls. Um, and we, so we meet some girls and have a nice beach party with a lot of ladies at the hotel and, um, our, our Nate, um, you know, just, just hanging out. I mean, you yeah. know, just getting out of the beach, like, but having fun. And Nate, um, was like, well, so we're hanging out. There's going to be a concert there too, right? So we see this festival being set up because there's going to be a concert on the beach like tomorrow, but not this day. And um, Justin Timberlake's playing the festival. So he's staying at the hotel. We don't know this, right? But walking down the, the little beach, holding hands is Justin Timberlake and Cameron Diaz spreading the love. And, um, and Nate's like, oh, look, it's fucking... Justin Timberlake, he's all fucking cry me a river, buddy. Fucking, <laughs> fucking see me cry me a river and shit. They're trying to be funny because he's a kind of a, he's a funny guy, dude, the father, dude. So everyone's laughing, you know, and everyone's laughing, looking at them and like just fucking around. And they get into the ocean and they kind of like start to go out like a little bit to paddle, you know, float around. He's like, oh, watch me, watch me. I'm going to run and splash them. So he comes, we're about, probably a hundred feet up from the where the waves are hitting 
the beach and he runs like full speed into the ocean and he jumps in like head first and um unknown to him at the time there was a sandbar like right under the wave and so he stuck his head in the sand and went over and then broke broke like a couple of his vertebrae in his neck wow went into peril was paralyzed um at the time and uh we just see him go underwater and like he just doesn't come up for like a fair amount of time where like that's not funny anymore like what the fuck and i then i see it just as his his like mouth come out and he 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 yells help Mm. like screams help and uh i just fucking baywatch ran fucking for his ass right and got there first and there was like another kid kind of near him and he tried to help me and i was like hold him up he's like i can't move you gotta hold me up i can't move i can't fucking move. i'm gonna drown you know so i was holding him up above the waves it wasn't big waves but it's like you know a little wave this ocean and yeah yeah nothing crazy nothing it wasn't a crazy weather nothing but like um some dude fucking come saw what happened and he ran up to me and he's like <laughs> this is like all the things i mean there's so many things i can't remember right in the world in my, in my life right but like yeah. The guy ran up. He said, my name is Gavin. I'm a doctor from South Africa and I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. And we crossed arms and he kind of like told me what to do. And we basically made a human stretcher and we wow. walked him to the beach. And then an uh, ambulance came on the sand and they took him in his fucking shorts, you know, and put a brace on his neck and loaded him up. And I went with him. And then the guys like, you know, wrapped up everything and, and, um, met us at the hospital um and like it was heavy dude it was fucking yeah. heavy you know and basically he broke his neck he almost died he should have pro- uh he was par- so he's paralyzed in that he's in the ambulance um i started praying and just and i'm not at the time had not been like that my parents weren't into church they had bad experience never never took me to church told me right. you can do your own thing we're not going to mm-hmm. say bad things but we don't like it and we're not going we don't like the formal organized religion right basically like find your own god do your own thing we're totally open for it but like we're not gonna we're just not gonna do that like we're just you do your own thing and so i wasn't one i'm not one at the time to be like you know very you know pray and do all these things you know and i'm not i'm not trying to like demean that but i just i was part of my thing at the time you know but man i fucking prayed that day dude because my buddy couldn't fucking move and um the feeling came back in his um extremities or whatever as his arms and legs started to move basically as we um we're getting to the hospital which i find to be a miracle and uh and then the doctors looked at his neck and the doctor lined up every single like important person at the hospital and showed him the x-rays because they had never seen someone live from these broken bones before wow and so they told him they said to him they said you you might not think that this is the right thing to say right now but you're actually the luckiest dude in miami right now because you should be dead and we don't even know how the fuck you're alive from this and so they had a title emergency surgery surgery didn't go well he had to have surgery again you know he he had to have he had sand in his neck um in his beard a beard that grew um and sand was in there the whole healing process Wow. It never got washed out. The dude itched like a motherfucker for like a year, dude. Like 
I mean, just tormented with the shit. Like the dude's really, really tough, dude. Like That's he never, great. never complain. Super positive. He's like trying to tell jokes to the EMTs and shit. I'm like, bro, like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, let's <laughs> deal with this shit, dude. Like, you don't need to put on a show for these dudes. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta show at Hard Rock tonight. And they're like, you're not fucking going to fucking Hard Rock tonight, bro. He's like, still want to play. I remember that. Oh, time. he's ready to go. Yeah, he's, he's still play. ready. Yeah, wanted to still play, dude. And it was one of the hardest things was he told us like, you guys still need to go play the show. Like, mm-hmm. come back after the show. But like, you're not just gonna sit here and we're not gonna. You Vince don't play the show. Like. So we had to go, we went and played the show um, and I had to like play as he, he was at the time was more sampling. He had the sampler and stuff and we set it up and he, he showed me in the hospital, like how to fucking run the shit. And like, oh. I did his shit and there's some photos out there of it. And yeah. we had a great show. It was really, really cool. Um, and we went back, you know, and spent the night with him and basically waited until his father was on a plane to come and kind of like relieve us. And then we, we still had the van and all our shit in Miami. We live in fucking right. California, dude. Right. So like we're 3000 miles away at the home Crazy. and we had to, you know, carry all his shit home, you know, everything. And we, we had shows booked the whole way home too. Like yeah. we had like a show like in Lakeland, Florida, which is kind of mm-hmm. Tampa. And, and we played in New Orleans and, and San Antonio and like, wow. um, I don't know, a few other shows, you know, down on the way back, but it was really heavy, dude. Like yeah. not out of there, you know? And, um, but he he healed up after all that shit, and you know um, we had a DJs do DJ our buddy Geronimo uh, filled in for Nate for live shows for I don't know six months or so until okay. he could actually yeah. play again like on stage. Um, so we played a pretty big show with Death Angel uh, with our buddy Geronimo, who mm-hmm. was he would sit back like next to the drums. So right. Nate kind of up front. That was the main difference. But he was cool, dude. He, he He's still a great friend. You know, he's a painter. He just painted my house. <laughs> Good friend. But uh, yeah, dude. So that's that story, you know. But oh, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was really heavy. I, I just thought that it was a, a, a very important story about just just how you still can come from things. And, and I just remember that, that story has always stuck with me. I'll yeah. never, I'll never forget it. So it, it was like, you know, when you were talking about it, even back then I could see everything. Cause I always tell people I see everything. And so I could just see it so clearly. So I'm just looking in his face and, and just knowing who he is and, and knowing his, uh, you know, how he handles things and how he goes about things and how cool he is. And, yeah. and so everything yeah. you're saying is just, just awesome. And, and just respect to him, man. Cause he's a great dude. It, it's it's real special to to be able to um, play shows with him ever since yes. that with you, you know, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember seeing him, you know, watching us once on the side of the stage with his big neck brace, and it was you know, it was not it's not the same. <laughs> no, 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 I got you, I got you. Yeah. So, 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 so when you guys returned home from all those shows, were you were you mentally, you know, where were you mentally as musicians? Had you just grown so much more than that, you know? Uh, you know, where were you? Were you just stronger? What What was your mindset? We were going for it hard. Yeah, uh, we yeah. had just got signed with Jägermeister, and they mm. were, and that that was when Jägermeister Music was the top sponsor a metal band could have. And um, they were, I mean, they were putting a lot of money in us. They were making all our posters. They were pressing right. our CDs, T-shirts, and, and made a big old fucking flag and shit, and like dope, cool shit. Mm-hmm. And it really elevated our image um, and our professional like image in that sense, you know, of like how we looked, you know. And we just we completely separated ourselves from the local bands at that point, you know. And like that's when we started getting bigger shows, and and so um, we were itching for them to get back with us because things were growing, and so we were we were going. And we wrote an EP called a, a deathbed thank you letter. 
um, which is like Nate's. Um, well, he, it's basically a song as if like what he would have wrote if he was not going to make it through the the, the right. surgery and stuff. And so it's heavy, and the the album covers like a picture of his actual broken spine mm. and stuff. And um, it's out of print. We don't even fucking have access to the original art files because like Jaeger has all the shit now. But right. um, we did re-release that last year with different artwork. But um, but it's it's uh. And reason being because the artwork had like Jaeger stuff on it, we just we okay. weren't allowed to use yeah. it anymore, you know. Right. Uh, but but anyways, the, the, there there are two songs that weren't released to the digital world from that from two thousand four that are out now on our Spotify. If anyone's interested in listening to them, a song called Asphyxiate. It's about like you know choking. Mm-hmm. And Death by Thank You Later. These are songs that we wrote after Nate broke his neck, you know. So those were kind of ones that were part of that, and then then we went from there, you know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So so who was the first? fan you guys open for i think that death angel show um was probably the first one that uh, that was pretty that was bigger we were already touring and stuff and we were playing with like like the biggest local bands in each town Mm -hmm. but they weren't essentially like a world famous band um and death angel is a world famous band band you know and they're from the bay area we played them in santa rosa um when i when i was in college in that town basically the fucking show was dope packed you know really really funny um (laughs) it's a funny story like at the time we had another guitar player um this dude we called english and he's um he's a korean dude from england right mm-hmm. living in america because marcus is, a, is an australian from switzerland living in america right so we have the other tar player now is a korean dude from england living in america so they're both like super worldly dudes like really great guys um yeah. you know as far as just hanging and stuff like chill and this dude played guitar for us for a, a, a time too and and he's british and but we called him english and he hated it um because like because he's british but not english and like you know just shit like that and like we'd always just fuck with him like his e- we have our own email handles for all of us at vengeance.com like <laughs> relentless at vengeance.com right. flatline at vengeance.com right. they're at vengeance.com right. dang it his was fish and chips at vengeance.com <laughs> and he fucking hated it he was just fucking with him you know? fish and chips dude so uh <laughs> So, you know, just like hazing in a fun yeah, way, you know, not, not like making you drink, you know, two bottles of vodka and killing you hazing, but just, you know, fun hazing. You know? <laughs> and um, so Death Angel are um, Asian American guys. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and so this dude's Asian American looking or whatever himself. Right. And so like me and me and English are trying to walk backstage and they fucking grabbed me. Whoa, buddy. Like, only Death Angel. And they let him walk right by. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, he's in the, my band, too. They're like, dude, that's guys in Death Angel. Like, you're going through. I was like, oh, shit, dude. And like, it was kind of just funny, you know? Like, I love that one. Yeah, so, so that was probably our first, like, bigger show. That was, like, 500 people. And, right. you know, we had played a lot of shows by then. But but all, not all, but mostly underground stuff. Um, yeah some festivals like we play this band called psycho stick that's actually pretty well known mm-hmm. um earlier than that but i, I feel like Death angel was the first like Death internationally world famous established you know veteran band you know from the yeah. 80s you know and stuff and then it really i mean it really grew from there with jaeger like that that was before jaegermeister but once we got to jaegermeister stuff like then they started giving shows of mushroom head and disturbed and like right. eventually we're on these rockstar mayhem shows with the biggest of the bands of slayer rob zombie you know uh, lamb of god you know just hate breed i think or death punch machine head fucking anthrax i mean just all these bands 
And um, and that was really cool for us to be in the club and to be able to, and to be able to uh, carry our weight in the club of course. too. Yeah, of course. that was really special um, for our part of you know for our careers, if you will. Indeed. So, so what do you remember about when we toured together? Uh, a fair amount. Um, I definitely, you know, enjoyed myself. Um, you know, I mean, I was suffering from Giardia that entire tour, dude, really? which was crazy too. Yeah. So like I, I am in another band called Andra, right. From Brazil. And for the people that don't know, you know, of course you do, but you know, in case for our, our viewers or listeners. Um, and so I was in Brazil um, before the tour with, when we met you and suck mojo and so it's gonna be ectomorph and stuck mojo um co-headlining right with mm-hmm. um andra actually got that offer first yeah so um the booking agent was a big fan of the drummer of andra he had met him because he was the drum tech for sepultura at the mm-hmm. time and now it's really weird because the new drummer the, the current drummer of andra who's been in the band a long time now he is now the drum tech of sepultura himself so it's kind really? of strange. So like yeah, so now we have to kind of work around Sepultura's schedule. It's kind of funny, but mm-hmm. um, it's all good, 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 good crew, good peeps. Um, but uh, Andra didn't want to do the tour. Um, they didn't really like. They didn't like Ectomorph. Basically, the Andra dude was like, "Fuck, Ectomorph sucks, dude." Like, oh, really? fuck it, dude. yeah, they just didn't like it, dude. They weren't into it. And I was like, I love stuck fucking Mojo. So fucking, I want to do this fucking tour, dude. <laughs> like, and uh, and so they they passed on it, and I and I said, well. They passed on it. So I, I talked to the booking and said, I have another band actually that would, that has, that could do this. Like we can, right. we can pay for our ship. We had to pay for our share of the tour bus was yeah. kind of yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but we got to be in the tour bus, dude. Fuck with right. Mojo. So right. get the fuck out of here. So I was like, yeah, dude. So we, we scraped together some cash. We tip to pay for the bus, you know? Um, and we got the tour, dude. And, um, and then we flew in and, we we like you know we we're all wearing like 20 vengeance shirts you know each to to not pay for luggage we're cheap motherfuckers they're like we don't want to pay nothing and we had i don't know i think it was that tour with delta i think that was the same tour and you know james had we have press passes and stuff and james had that uh james has a press pass because he works for um a tv station right and so he had his press pass to get like luggage comped basically because he's Uh passing we had like 14 bags comped and like delta was like spinning their heads like and he's like well you know and so we've had so much shit and we show up you know and i mean well the i was super nervous the bus isn't there like i'm trying to call a guy like you get they show up and you're the first person i think we saw on the bus and it was like big smile from lord and like everything's gonna be okay you know big hug we're just immediately friends and yeah and and so it was like the first hour was super exciting. Everyone's meeting each other. Everything's cool, you know. And uh, we hadn't slept in like you know thirty hours. So like right. we all kind of I don't know about all of the guys, but I know I personally got my bunk and I was like, I'm gonna fucking lay down for because we had a show. We played that night. We arrived yeah. and played that night. Whereas yeah. most like you guys came the night before as you're supposed right. to right. sleep and then play. Well, dude, we don't want to pay for a hotel for one night, you know. In Europe, we're gonna fucking go play. And I so I come back from from Brazil. So I leave Brazil um, and I had a stop in like Peru and then a stop in El Salvador. And in El Salvador, I got some like rotten ass tacos that got me ill and Mm. got back to the States. I was home for one day. 
And then the second day we rehearsed with Vengeance. And then the next day we left the Europe wow. and played wow. that next night. So it was like, yeah. fuck, boom. And on the flight, dude, my stomach's turning. And it's like, yeah. Jordy is like a stomach parasite disease thing. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I was dying, dude. And like, we arrived. And so, you know, and, and all that happens. But like during that tour, like I lost like 20 something pounds, dude. Like just like just like dying but dude i was having so much fucking fun like it was my first tour of europe first time in a tour bus Me too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like i didn't yeah. give a shit dude as long as i wasn't dead like i was gonna enjoy it um <laughs> it'd be harder now suffering that much probably but uh yeah. at the time it was all good dude and um yeah the, the, the very first memory is when we get pulled over right pulled so over, right? i'll start I'll, I'll, I'll start my <laughs> my part of it you can tell me you know jump in but uh I was asleep in the bunk, hadn't slept in a long time. I'm a super light sleeper. I have insomnia. I have a very difficult time sleeping on the buses. This time I passed it. The first time the bus, boom, out, dude, fucking 30 hours. A couple hours in, we apparently get pulled over by the police in Germany. And uh, I don't know this, right? So I'm asleep. <laughs> what happens to starts it for me was I I hear the curtain. It, we have the bunk, but right. curtains, right? For the people who don't know. So like curtain opens. And a fucking German shepherd in my face, dude. Like an inch from tearing my face off. The dude's got the fucking. He's like, get the fuck off the bus, you know, bus, blah, blah, blah. I think everyone else is awake but me or something. Yeah, they, found all me, the you know? yeah, yeah. they found me and they were like fired up, dude. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I shit myself, dude. That was scary, dude. We have a paddy wagons out there. There's like 10 fucking cops. They line us all up. They take all all our shit out of the trailer, dude. Yeah. And they go through everything. Yeah. They fucking unscrewed shit. Like I it was nuts, dude. I, I was that was crazy, dude. It was crazy. Once, once they once they <laughs> once James <laughs> realized <laughs> that nothing was gonna happen and they didn't yeah. find anything. He immediately decided. Well, they asked, like, "What are you guys? Well, we're metal bands. We're yeah. they thought we were like a drug caravan right, from right. or something because like, of where okay. the bus was from. Yeah, the bus are from Netherlands, right, so they thought, right. ah, we're gonna get you fuckers. Yeah. So they they've been trailing us for a while, getting more cops ready. Uh, it turns out there's nothing. We just got there, dude. Like right. we're like we haven't we we're like we haven't even had a chance to be like, where is the drugs? Like there is no drugs yet. Like you know, and, and um. So we had a, I was like, dude, I like I haven't had a chance to fucking even try for that shit. I just got <laughs> off the plane, bro. Like, I, like I don't got nothing, dude. I got some Tylenol, maybe. Like, right, right, right. Know, that's probably right. about the best I could do for you. But it was still super scary. You're like, what if this fucker like throws a bag of coke in my bag or something? You know, like, we could do it. What, what are you gonna do? Oh, I didn't. That was your bag of coke. Yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? Right. We thought so, we all thought that. I believe. Yeah. I was worried, you know, and, and I want to. Yeah, and of course Joey was scared, but I don't want to put that on. Listen, we we've already talked about. It. He was the only one. And yeah, so, yeah. I was like, let me move away from Joe. Joey, don't come stand by me. Yeah, get the fuck down the line, bro. Like, <laughs> he's like, because when they listen, so I'll jump in. So when they said they were going to bring the dogs, <sighs> we were like, I'm like, oh man, and you just yeah. see us out there. We're just all, and I was just like, well, I know we're good. And then, but yeah. Joey's just like, oh man. <laughs> and so I'm looking at him and I'm just like, let me oh, kind of no. start moving away from you, Joey. Yeah. You look, I love Joey. Super no, cool. he's great. I but Joey's great. But I was just yeah. like, let me move away from you. So they went on there and they checked everything. But 
the dogs that I don't know what kind of dogs they had, but it yeah, wasn't like German the dogs shepherd. here. At least yeah. one German Shepherd, I can assure yeah, you. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't like the dogs in the U.S. because they would have. <laughs> Fucking thing was dogs. a wolf, bro. <laughs> right. Big fucker, dude. The dude was trying to keep my face on. Oh you know, my goodness, the man. dog was the dog was not happy to find me in there, but no. Uh, so I missed all that part because I was like yeah. passed out and like right. they probably set everyone out of the bus and I'm ooh out with the yeah. earplugs in my ears. Right. And then they found me. He's like, get the fuck off the bus. Oh shit, dude. You know? But man, so so once we realized that they once they told us we could load our shit back in, yeah. and James is like, Did you guys get a CD yet? Right. <laughs> all, went, what? He went to hustling, yo. So this is the real vengeance. Yeah. We made like a hundred euros off of the fucking cops <laughs> with no fucking work visas. Great fucking <laughs> illegally imported cds like motherfuckers buy our shit and they came to our shows like yeah took that's the whole time hey you gotta make our money dude you know you remember joey and you betting who's gonna sell the most cds tonight with (laughs) (laughs) but i told them man i was just like you guys don't understand and so listen segue beautifully so i was impressed with your hustle and grind on tour so you know you sold all your cds and interacted with the fans and put yeah. on one hell of a show every night. So is that just the Bay Area mentality? Because I remember Too Short selling shit out his his trunk and all kinds of stuff like that. You guys really did your thing. And I would always say, do work, do work, do work. Sell, yeah. sell, 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 sell. And you oh, guys man. are on it, man. Dude, it was our thing. You know, uh, we sold like a thousand CDs. That's 23 shows. I mean, that's not, that wasn't even the best we ever did by any yeah. means. But it, was, it was good. And we were hustling out, selling CD, lots of shirts, you know, and we wanted to make our money back from the from the bus and everything else yeah. and the flights and, you know, which we did. And, and it was a it was a challenge. Um, but, yeah. man, we were fucking come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Making deals. You know, how much money you got? You know, right. six, six right. euros. Right. I'll take that shit. Here's yeah. your CD. You're like, let's fucking go. You know, because <laughs> for we've always been more about the quantity of units uh, versus the um, like. Uh, the like the amount per sale you know like right. some bands are like you know, it's 40 50 bucks and that's it for your hoodie you know like i'd rather make if you're on the road i'd rather just get the sale if that dude really only has 35 bucks like take the fucking 35 right take that's, the money yeah. take the money and like the last story we did with devil driver man we were taking the fucking people's change i was taking the people's coins purse and just pulling it <laughs> over and I'm like that's enough here i have a cd fuck it dude you know, we have just bags of change, dude. We go to the right. gas station. They'd be like, I'm going to fill the tank with 100 euros of change. Like, <laughs> people hate us, dude. But, you know, the show's got to go on, right? Of course, man. You know, but oh, yeah, it, you know, oh, and it was man. it was special. You know, I know you earned your respect and Joey's respect. He's a tour manager for a lot of famous bands. I remember Rich Ward, the, the most veteran of all of them pull me in the bus a couple times and be like, dude, like you guys fucking hustle, dude. I remember Sean, the bass player being like, yeah. I can't believe how hard you fucking guys work, dude. Yeah, and like, yeah. and it'd be like to you, you'd like, you're the singer and you're out there loading in the snow every night. Yeah, fucking, like, yeah. You know, like that dude, fuck, let's go, dude. Yeah. We were trying, we were trying to make yeah. a fucking name for ourselves, you know, really, really hard at the time, you know? And it was, I look back on it really in a positive way. It was a great tour. Yeah, we had so much fun. The catering on that tour is wonderful. You know, I love to eat. <laughs> it was great. I still think of like Austria that second with a just a spread. Oh, Austria, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah, was a spread yeah. that you would do for. I mean, only people you love. You know, like I mean, right. cakes and fucking just all these amazing meats and breads. It's yes. like, oh, you know, because in California we're used to getting 
one shitty Pabst Blue Ribbon and maybe a hot dog or something. You know, that's like, here's your hospitality. It's different here in the States, man. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's different, man. <laughs> all, all, it's different. I, all I know is that, man, you, you want to talk about Incredible, man. You just you just brought up so much stuff, man. Evoked something in me, man, just thinking about it because it's like I'm there again just looking at all this stuff while we're talking about it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing. So I want to ask you something. This is this is special because this was us. This is you and I. So when you came... You guys had already performed, and then we were in Hungary on the ship, man. Oh, yeah. And that was an incredible moment for me. So yeah. many great memories flooding my brain right now, most definitely. So so what do you remember about that moment? Man, that was a fast show, dude. Like you guys, you know, we thought um, Ectomorph being from Budapest would be like their crowd, and but yeah. they actually people don't seem to like them from their hometown or something. Like they all came Zoli, to see Zoli fucking. They came to see like you, that. you know. Yeah, yeah. We came out and that boat was was rocking, dude. Like <laughs> there must have been four or five hundred people just fucking going for it, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, that that whole tour, you know, um, you guys brought me out to do not okay. promise tomorrow. Not promise tomorrow, know, yes, with, indeed. Uh, with, with, and that was really fucking cool. And yeah. I think that that video made it online. You know, I mean, yes, it is. Song and stuff, which I still is, watch. You it, know, yeah. we gave Lord his six X vintage oh, shirt. I'm glad like, you said it because yeah. I was gonna say it because I was just like, nah, let me do it. And I wanted it. I still have it. I meant to bring it over out my drawer. I still have it. It's it's, it's worn, but it's oh, of it's, course it's, it's tattered but, and worn. It's just I like. Dude, I still yeah. It's funny because it's like the design's the same for a small and an extra one. Then you get like six X and the design's like it's all cloth of this little image, you know, like like funny, you know. And like, those, our shirts were so shitty back then. <laughs> but I but, put uh, it on and I said, no, nah, I'm gonna wear it, man. Just the love that I have for you, oh, dude, awesome. man. Because yeah. just the just the utmost respect, man. And we had so much fun. I just remember oh, Zoli Zoli saying after we finished the show and we came down, because, you know, you can walk down the backside. So I walked down those steps. I mean, this yeah. is a ship. This is an actual ship. Yeah, a real so ship. Yeah, so I'm coming down the steps, and Zoli said, Lord. I said, what's up? He said, what was going on? I said, what do you mean? He said, the boat was rocking yeah. like yeah. this. And I said, oh, man. So it was probably when we were doing open season. I was telling everybody to jump. Yeah. And he's just like, man. He said, this <laughs> whole ship was rocking. He said, it was crazy. We yeah, thought it was just I was like it was just the people up there, man. We were just doing our thing, man. Oh, dude, that and, show was wild. That yeah, was a great and, show, and that was probably one of the first times that because it was packed out, and and I came back in to watch Ectomore because I you know I like to watch all you guys. I always did, and yeah. I remember coming back, and then I can remember all, every people just grabbing me and wanted pictures and wanted autographs and what. That was the first time I ever felt like you know a claustrophobia of like. So that's right. why Rich was like. That's why I go ahead and get to the bus as fast as I can. You know, I want to show everybody love, but I understood what he was saying then. Because I was yeah, like, wow. Yeah, and he, you know, he's yeah. he's the most yeah. um, noticeable one, yes, you know. Indeed. I was just like, part of it. Yeah. this is bananas, man. But yeah, I just I just remember yeah. you and I up there doing our thing, man. And it was just such a great moment, man. And uh oh, I just I just wanted to bring that up. So so what yeah. was the what was the best um show <laughs> to you on that tour? What do you remember the most? That's a good question. You know, um, um, man, fuck the last show was fucking sick, right? Ah, we were fucking sailing off the stage, (laughs) crazy as 
fuck, dude. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good you one. Dudes, that was you a good dudes one. are so and, and listen, because we were going to <laughs> we were going to rush after that show. And so remember right, we went and partied right. at whatever club that was we went to. Yeah. Everybody was a reggae club or something like that. We yeah, had all that was, there too. That was great yeah, too. Yeah, 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 we had a great time in there. But man, you dudes on that stage <laughs> during Ectomorph set. <laughs> You guys jump and I mean, listen, it was so the stage was high. Yeah. And just to see the people, because I was on the you know, side stage watching the show and just to see you guys keep coming back. Sailing. <laughs> I'm a big fucker, dude. I was crushing people, dude. Eventually it stopped caring. Eventually it stopped, you know, uh, catching me. Man, I ate shit like the last two just fucking boom. Just like. You know, like a wrestler getting thrown out of the ring, dude. Oh my goodness. I was like, these dudes are the most. Listen, (laughs) it was just so awesome. And all I did was laugh. That, listen, another memory branded in my mental forever. Oh, yeah. I, was just like, I remember I Zoli see. like, whoa, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Zoli was like that. He loved it. He was like, you guys are fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we were sailing oh, off one after another like we were abandoning yes, the Titanic, dude. Just yes. fucking. Hey, awesome, poor people. Man. Listen, dude. So, <laughs> I, I love the Vengeance vibe and your incredible <laughs> tension and release with the magnificent melodic parts. So how hard or easy is it for you guys to, you know, incorporate all of these elements into a hardcore metal song? Yeah. You know, um, it's the, the, it's the dynamics is the idea for us is dynamics. And, um, you know, with my other band, it's like kind of like almost no melody, no harmony, harmony a little bit, but no melody, like Mm no fucking melody. And and Venice doesn't, Vinitz has always had some of that aspect, even before Marcus joined the band. Mm-hmm. So our first two CDs was with, with without him, and it was just like a three piece. Yeah, excuse me. Well, the first CD is three piece, so I play guitar and sung. Yeah. And then the second CD, we had a different guitar player for a while. This dude Luke, we call Lucifer, like Lucifer, Lucifer. He was <laughs> crazy fucker. Dude, he's good fucking time. This I got dude a guy called cool. I call him Drusifer. His name is Andrew. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's one of those guys. Yeah. And uh, you know, so um, but yeah, when Marcus got in the band, you know, he had all that background of playing like all the Metallica catalog and like he knew how to play Joe Satriani songs and like mm-hmm. a lot of melody and like really good harmonies right. and he knew like all the scales and he was he was technically very proficient and his mother was a piano player and mm-hmm. professionally you know and mm-hmm. and so he he knew how to um he knew how to write a song you know and like um he had he adjusted his style into our style quite well yeah and eventually um started to become a major song contributor um most more for the the music than the lyrics he kind of let right. me do the lyrics but he's mm-hmm. he has written some of the songs of the lyrics too plenty but um yeah, yeah but it, so it, we, we would get to where um you know he would have it and then w- when i would write a song or when i write a song and we are actually writing some songs right now really slowly but we're writing some stuff um I kind of think of it as like I bake a cake, mm-hmm. but Marcus puts the icing oh, and the decorations and all the cool shit. Happy birthday, yeah. you know. Um, and so I don't solo very well. I'm like a <laughs> solo guy, you know. I write, I write riffs. Dude. I can write some cool riffs. I right. can structure a song. Um, but man, I'll have him do that second part, that harmony, the lead, the you know, the take it to that next level. You know, yeah. and that's what's really cool about that band is like 
the guys are talented and you're right. able to to do that you know it's just they, they all bring something to the to that original right. you should it's kind of amazing if you listen to some of my demos that that were used on say like the last record we did mm-hmm. they're so raw and like pretty poorly recorded and stuff like that of me playing guitar and then what it becomes when it's polished is so far from that. Wow. Where it's like it's almost unrecognizable. But I know in my head when I write it what I think it's supposed to sound like with everybody, but I can't do that. Gotcha. I guess I could, but I don't have I don't really do the drum machines and all the I'm not a Pro Tools guy or whatever, you know. So uh-huh. like it's more of me like conceptually telling them this is my idea, this is you know, and they yeah. run with it and it and you know, there's been some cool stuff created from that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, dang yeah. man, and I and I thank him for the the two uh, songs that he has on the fight album, my struggle between heaven and hell with lies, you know, yeah. I, I love both of those songs so much, man. And, and Dank is just, he's that guy, man. Love him, man. Love him. Marcus. <laughs> yeah, dude. So let me, let me say this. I could not wait to hear as it all sours every single night, the song itself, the title, the, song, track. the title track. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, and I know I've said it before, it's one of the greatest songs to me I've ever heard. It was the song that really spoke to me on tour more than any other because it had all those different elements in it that I love because here I am, I know about metal music, I've listened to metal music, I know, but now I'm I'm immersed in all of this harder metal music with Ectomorph and, and with Vengeance and, and with Tenside and with, it was yeah. different for me, you know, uh, yeah. with, with Vendetta. You know, it was different. So now I'm really, you guys don't know how much I was paying attention. I was listening because I was just like, okay, now I get it. I get it. It's just not a whole lot of screaming and yelling and, and you know, of what I couldn't understand. And I thank you for that because every time that As It All Sours came on, man, listen, to me, (laughs) it's one of the most hypnotic things to me. It's a super drug I still play that song all the time. It's on my phone. I so play it cool. all the time. I, 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 I'm talking about it a lot, but I, I just yeah. want you to know how much I love that song. So yeah, what was the cool, genesis bro. of that song? You know, um, that song is, uh, well, you know, it's funny because the, the, the new shirt I was showing you, like mm-hmm. uh, the back that When Nature attack is on right. the attack is a lyric from that song, right? Yeah. Which we pressed the new new merch with that because I, it, it's the theme. Um but the song, the song hits hard, dude. Like, um, you know, um, this, the song is, is kind of about a, a tsunami coming right. and, and getting us, um, from our man-made mistakes essentially. Okay. Um, and it's a song about, you know, like there's some reference there, like, you know, is God going to come save us or not mm-hmm. kind of a mm-hmm. reference and, you know, run, but the water's faster. Right. You know, seek the path ahead. Yeah. The idea is like you're running as it's coming and you got a short amount of time to get the fuck out of there, you know? And, you know, it's a, it's a lot of like mother nature striking back from the sins of man. <laughs> and this is prophetic. The ice caps are melting. Prepare yourself for the sea. You yeah. Know, listen, uh, 
the last sunset. Come on, right. man. I'm telling you, I, I got chills. Yeah. yeah. Every time I hear everything in that song, I'm just like, I'm there and I'm just looking at it. And I'm just like, it's so descriptive to me, you know? And I'm just like, God, dog, man. And then when you look at everything now, you're just like, wow. <laughs> wow. This is the weird thing now with that is like, it almost feels, and I never, I don't want to, I'm not saying I'm a prophet or anything like that. Prophetic man. Yeah. But, but there is some really odd stuff with that. And, and, and for some of the, my other band Ender lyrics too, like that record, the calling we did was like, uh -huh, the uh -huh. wow. Like the lyrics sound like it's so out of the whole COVID thing, like mm -hmm. of just these things that had happened during that pandemic. And like, I don't know, you know, um, I've always written those things as like, my, I've always written the lyrics as like the future, the future is looking bleak. Mm -hmm. Not that I want it to be bleak, but it's looking bleak. Right. right? And, like, right. And, and so there's some stuff like that's like that record that says, you know, like the calling, for example, is like 2013 ish or 2011, 12, 13 range, you know, and that's like 10 years ago. And like, you know, and, and as all sours older than that, that's like, yes. you know, I think we wrote that in 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, like 15 years later, it's starting to come true. A lot of this shit, you know, like, and so that's, that's a little bit disturbing <laughs> in a way, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and, I, and, and, and I don't know, I don't know. I'm not sure how, how you know, how much, how deep it goes. I don't right, know. Right, you know right. I don't know how deep it goes, well, but I, I just, very I, interesting. Yeah. I just want you to know, man, that that song is just one of the most amazing songs to me. I love that song. I could not wait to hear that song you guys perform that song every single night we it still play me. it still in the set it's a great yeah. listen greet them and weep anyway man we can go on and talk about yeah. <laughs> some great Dang. songs that Dang. you guys Dang. have so and also changing up the guard I appreciate right. it. You Wonderful know, song we do with you, know, which is another strange song where the lyrics, the lyrics fit each administration. Like it's like both sided. It's it's it fits it fits in each year, each time. Like yes. it's, it's it's timeless, which yes, is sir. not that we meant it to be, but it it, right. it actually meant it to be for the moment. Right. What was happening at the moment, but yet it became timeless because it's timeless. it's keeps happening. You know, the stuff keeps happening and. It's strange. It's very strange. It's heavy. <laughs> yeah, heavy. Well, I'm going to say this. You you, you educated me because I didn't know that you were already with Indra, you know, before, you know, I met you. I didn't know you were already doing this stuff with Indra. Yeah, I thought yeah. you, had, you know, that was afterwards. So, okay, let's talk about the hard-hitting Indra and how you became the front man for Indra. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, Nate broke his neck, um, vengeance truly trying to kick ass. Um, but things were getting a little slow because right. he's healing. We got a fill in dude. 
Um, I'm going to college. Everyone's kind of like finding their way in the world, young adults. And um, things were going a little bit slower than I, I was really, really, really wanting to go. Very single. I had low bills and like, you know, I could leave on, on the snap of the fingers. And um, every day I was reading blabbermouth.net. And I was also starting my distilled entertainment business at that time, too. Um, and so I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I eventually, I, I think it was January, I think it was January, 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was living in Napa, a little rented room, you know, and, uh, some buddies and I look at the blabber mouth and it's, um, Billy Grazaday of biohazard, um, fame, um, is seeking his side project. Andra is seeking a new vocalist, something along the lines of that. And um, they had an audition kind of thing set up. So I was like, whoa, like, I love biohazard. And uh, I was like, I, I got to I got to fucking check this out. This is cool. You know, and I thought maybe this could be an opportunity, you know. And um, and so I listened to some they had like a couple snippets like online, like 30 seconds or a minute or something of each of their five demo songs. And uh, it was really heavy, dude. It was like didn't sound like biohazard it was like fucking really intense like a smash up of thrash and hardcore punk uh-huh. mixed with death metal like it was just and um really aggressive you know yeah and i was like dude fuck i could do this you know like and i thought about it and i talked to the dudes from vengeance and i was like you know i'm thinking about trying out this band because i think if i got in it it could really lead for us to do all kinds of right, shit you right. know and so everyone kind of got, got I, I felt like I had the blessing of the band to do that in audition. And um, so I told him I want to try out. I sent him a video of that Death Angel show I telling you about. Gotcha. At the time, I had a mohawk, dude, like during right. that show. Like, fucking, we were going crazy, dude. And so I sent that video. So they liked it. I sent him a photo of me, like trying to look tough or whatever, like, uh-huh. you know, and um, they uh, they they said, okay, you're invited to do to do this audition. And the right. first step is we're going to send you a song with no lyrics and no vocals on it, just an instrumental song. Mm-hmm. We want you to write lyrics and send it back to us recorded. Yeah. And so they said tomorrow because Brazil's ahead like four to six hours right, right. time. So like they told me tomorrow at five thirty my time, mm-hmm. the drummer will meet me and I could download the song off of like if I can uh instant messenger or whatever right, right? right. and so because <clears throat> they're in brazil and this shit's all slow and yeah. up, you know and so um so i, I wake up at five in the morning which you know is not my time and but i'm ready dude it's opportunity right and i get the track from the dude he signs off and it's this song right so i start listening to the song listen to the song i start writing i figure out the song map you know kind of like uh-huh. you know verse yeah. chorus whatever you know your songs are really fucking complex and like mm-hmm. not they don't follow a, a very standard right. formula um and, and um so like it took me a while to learn the song learn the song and then i started writing lyrics for what would become my first song with endra and um that 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 afternoon i called my buddy dan in the studio who recorded as little stowers the yeah. same producer and, I, and he lived about a 45 minutes away at the studio mm-hmm. and i said dude like what are you doing the, what are you doing today or tonight and he's oh you know blah blah this and that i said dude i have to get in dude like i gotta fucking get in and track this song i have to get in today dude you gotta get me in please dude. all right bro come in at fucking three o'clock to four o'clock we'll right. bust it up so i jam up there 
and I record um, I record the song and then I, I send it back to those guys like mixed and mastered that same day. Wow. And that's how I pulled the head of everyone else because they were like, fuck, this guy works hella hard. Mm -hmm. This guy's for real. His nickname's Relentless. He just did like (laughs) super fast, you know, and like, and they, and they wanted to, for some of the strong English speaking skills, I'm American. So of course I, you know, have that part because the previous guy was Brazilian and his English was broken. Mm -hmm. And um, those were the main things that pulled me ahead. And then uh, the bass player really like took a liking to me. Yeah, He fought for me to kind of get to that next step. And eventually I was down like the last three guys. And then they flew me to New York city and had me record with Billy in the biohazard studio and wow. uh, in, in Brooklyn. And like, yeah, that, I was, that. Yeah. I was super nervous, dude. Like, <laughs> And I, I showed up and I, I didn't even know what was going to happen. They didn't like, wouldn't really tell me mm-hmm. what was going to happen. And, and I got in there and, um, biohazards in the studio and they're recording like a record and like they let me do backups with them like gang vocals on one of the songs on the song set me free by biohazard i'm one of the gang vocal guys (laughs) super cool dude and like um just crazy i mean it was crazy to to look at these i mean i grew up you know watching them mtv you know so it was to be next to them with headphones together singing it was fucking pretty cool dude yeah pretty cool moment and i'm trying to keep it cool and you not be super <laughs> fanboy you know but i'm also 24 fucking years old so it's pretty right. exciting so um so the biology guys finish their session and they leave and billy turns to me and he goes he goes uh so i want to work on a song with you right now and i'm like okay cool you know like he's like you got your lyric you got some lyrics like right i'm like yeah of course i got some lyrics so i gotta go take a piss so i'm gonna be back in a minute so like i go take a piss dude and i start sketching whatever comes to my head dude and i wrote this song in like five minutes called hammer tested yeah and um you can find it on the internet if you're a pirate if you really go look but uh, it never was released but it, it's a really cool ender song that sounds a lot more like biohazard than any of the rest of the catalog right um and i sing that with him and and it never got released again but that was like a demo that was my second demo i did with them yeah and um he really liked that like mm-hmm. and i just came out and fucking the song was pretty straightforward and uh i was able to just kind of go right over it right then about an hour i tracked it and um he did a little bit of backups on it which was really special too and then uh yeah he let me go and i flew home and they fucking called me a couple days later and told me they offered me the job fucking and awesome man i, I didn't know none of that man yeah and they said you know, they, they said like we'll fly you to brazil and yeah meet everybody for two weeks so i flew to brazil spent two weeks fucking paradise at the time for me just of just like yeah. so exotic so foreign you know everything was new exciting the language yeah. was new the culture right. was new the food's new yeah but I, now i've been there so long like it's a there's you know some of those things are you know are different but um but it was really fucking exciting super yeah. fun dude i had a great great time i didn't even want to go home mm-hmm. and um i came back again in like of April, august of that year 2006 um, so that was six. So I kept coming, coming back for a few times. So I was in the band for a while. I was in the band for wow. probably three years before I met you. Wow. And we had a record out um, as well, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff too in Europe and everything else. Um, and that's why we got the, the record label gotcha. new okay. for something. And they mm-hmm. offered us a tour. The band passed it. I jumped in kind of, I, I, you know, and said, Hey, I got a band and, I was at the right place at the right time and the guy offered the tour and then we were able to get ahead of 10 side because we had a little more experience, you know? Right. And, um, and that was cool too, not being the opening band 
you know, on our first tour to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of Europe, you know. So that was it. That was, and that was kind of the whole thing. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for that, man. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I didn't know. I really didn't know that. And Indra, my brothers, thank you very much. <laughs> that allowed me to have my brother here born on the same day now. I'm yeah, much, I'm much that's, older. Yeah, we do share like, a birthday. Yeah, we do share a birthday, know, man. But man, is, oh man. Hey, listen, that's a great story. I love yeah. it. I love it. So, <laughs> so so what's the biggest difference in performing with Indra and and uh Vengeance? Um you know Indra, well well, a couple things. I mean, Indra typically is headlining clubs mm-hmm. down there, so we're usually right. our sets a little longer. Mm-hmm. Um, though Vinance does headlining shows too, so that's not always the case, but right. um, it, it's just more intense. Um, it's a, it's a, it's like cranked up even further than the Vengeance stuff. It's more evil, not evil, but it's just darker, it's darker, yeah. harder voice, you know, lower tones, and just more aggressive and like uh, more physical, just just more. Right. And it's like it's just the absolute most, and it's fast as fuck, mm-hmm. and like um really fucking intense dude and then we put on a real sweaty show dude you know and uh that the the biggest thing is there's a lack of melody there which we still have the dynamics i think because of the percussion and stuff but um it's just it's just really really aggressive on purpose it's it's supposed to be it's fight music it's like fast fucking fight music and the guys are mma guys are super into ufc all connections with ufc fighters and stuff And, um, you know, the guitar player is a black belt jiu-jitsu. The bass player is black belt Muay Thai. They both own academies with students, and they're they're very deep into it. The, the, yeah. drum, the drum tech for Sepultura. So they have a lot of cool shit going on, you know. Um, and it's just a little different, you know. It's a little different. But it's, it's amazing to be able to have an experience for me to come from this town and to be able to front a fucking crazy band from Brazil and, like, you know, the singer of Sepultura now is an American dude, you know, and I met him on the first night he's from Cleveland, dude, Derek. And is he, he like, from, is he? He's from Cleveland, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, you know, Browns, you know, like, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can have common ground on that, right? But uh, but besides, besides that, he's great, you know. I and, uh, back there. Yes, indeed. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I'm yeah. fucking around. But, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, Derek's super cool dude. Super yeah. cool. He treated me really, really well and like welcomed me. And you know, it was cool to be with an American at the very beginning too. Right. Kind of, you know, do that. And he was telling me, you know, some of his, you know, stories of how he, you know, got in you know, now. I mean, he's lived there for so long now. He's mm-hmm. beyond fluent and he, you yeah. know, he's basically Brazilian, you know, at this point. Right. But but he he lives in both worlds in that sense too. But um, yeah, so me and Derek and like a couple other dudes are the only fucking Americans that front Brazilian metal bands in the world. I mean, there's, there's, there's like maybe, maybe five motherfuckers that do right, this. Right. So it's, it's rare. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, when we, uh, we did a show with them at the reload festival, I remember coming back and watching them, man. They were just incredible, man. And, um, and I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but I wanted to talk to him, but I didn't get a chance to talk to him. And, yeah. um, I was just like, man, I was just watching them. And, and of course, you know, Talking with Rich them about Max, you know the Cavalera brothers and stuff like that. What what it was, but, you know, just just having that conversation. Yeah. And um, but I was just like, man, I wanted to talk to him because you know I was just like, yo, because he's a big dude, he's a tall yeah. dude, and then he yeah. had the, the dread so long or whatever, you right. know, the braids and stuff. I wanted yeah, yeah. to talk. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but he seemed to be a real cool dude. Yeah, yeah. he's super he, cool, super yeah. fun, cool. He's like totally into vegan stuff now, and yeah. so he's like really really healthy. Um, right. but. 
Great dude. Yeah, I only got good stuff to say about him. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, so all of them, all, all of the guys yeah. are fucking great dudes. Well, from what I can see, man, there, there's no doubt they were just all cool, indeed. So, yeah. how how hard has it been to travel to South America, to Brazil, to, to perform, and still juggle a beautiful family in the midst of it all? You know, that's been a that's that's is not that's the hardest part yeah. is is that probably you know, and it's you know this this kind of music is not the most. Um, financially secure genre to play in, um you know and it's our art so we're gonna do it and um you know i, I wasn't able to enter brazil for several years because of this this fucking covid crap and yeah. you know and that really slowed us down um so every band for the most part down but right indeed you know so now i can go back in and things are better with that but so i haven't traveled a lot um like my son doesn't really know what it's like for dad not to be home right um, my daughter a little bit, but it's yeah. been so long since I've been gone really, really long. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, that they don't really um have a full grasp of of that, you know. Um so it will be a little bit different next time yeah. that happens. And I think that they'll probably appreciate me a little more after I've gone <laughs> back, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, but you know, but uh but yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It was a lot easier when I was single. It yeah. was a lot. It was, it was still pretty easy when I just had Julia as a girlfriend, you know, mm-hmm. as my wife. Um, and then once the children came, it definitely adds a lot, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a big reason to, to come home, you know, like you yeah. stay safer when you're traveling, you know, I'm not going to jump off as many cliffs into the into the rivers or the crazy shit, you know, right. that I was doing as much just taking a little bit less of those kind of risks, you know, like, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a little tough. The first day is the hardest, you know, when you're, when you say goodbye to everybody and stuff's really hard, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm pretty good once I'm gone to kind of like get into my mode and stuff, but there's some downtime you get lonely and shit. Like it happens, dude, you know, oh, yeah. you're far from home and stuff, but usually I, I i've been on tour a lot of times and i've been down there like 14 times i've been to europe five times you know i've been right. through the states a lot a lot of times so i've been gone for for months at a time many times so you know usually i'm okay yeah yeah you're a definite veteran man but i, I just want to say i applaud you on uh you know what you and julia are doing with your family and how you guys enjoy the time with your family and you you know those 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 times are important man they, they yeah. really are you know of course you know i'm a family guy and i love my family but you know just seeing you guys handle business go to hawaii or go to uh you know more even up northern california and just enjoy yourself man and yeah and, and, you know you, you need those times to get away uh just to you know refresh yourself replenish your fuel supply you know and yeah. you do it and, and once yeah. again i applaud you on that man <laughs> thank you yeah, it, it it's all about having a balance in life, and if you just do one thing, it it really gets to you know be too weighted, whether that whatever that is. So yeah, you know, and like when you're on the road with twenty guys in a sweaty bus and like doing hardcore shit for Smelling a month, like ass and feet. Yeah, you know, so like you come back and you know, like you yeah. want to be quieter for a little while, yeah. you know, like things like that. So I like to kind of mm-hmm. go through it, but. You know, it's in me though. It's in me. Like I, you know, I haven't, you know, been on the road in longer than I'd like, and right now, even you know. But the logistics become more difficult with the family, and and then you know, and the economy is pretty shitty right now too. So that yeah, makes yeah. it a little harder, right? With the costs are, you know, the cost mm-hmm. of the tour bus is higher, the cost of the flights is higher, blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, cost yeah. of your bills where you're gone is more. Right. So there's less, and you can't, you really can't hustle CDs like 
we used That's to right. do. That's right. So like you got to have really high quality merch, mm-hmm. and um and and you don't have you, we've lost that rapper hustle that we were, right. were doing essentially because that's what we grew up the city next to that shit so we we're like we yes. saw that and we're like that works yes. <laughs> you know yes. Yes. you know and um i mean james like um he was doing this tv show and he interviewed eminem right when eminem got signed before mm-hmm. his song before his first single came out so yeah. no one knew him yet and we basically had seen him in san francisco hustle cds and just fucking wow. make 100 bucks like in an hour yes just come on, you know, and we were like, what the fuck? Like, it was really cool, you know, and then like guys like Two Shorts, I mean, these guys in Vallejo and mm-hmm. Oakland and stuff doing their thing in the trunk of their car will be up. They have yeah. a sick ass system bumping their fucking, <laughs> right. you know, the subs are hitting and you're like, yeah. that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> right. And so we we took that and, you know, and outside of like the Giants games and outside the A's games, there was mm-hmm. dudes like, you know, slanging CDs. And so we just kind of adjusted our game and kind of did it like that, even though you didn't see so many metal bands do that. Right. But like, who gives a fuck? It works, dude. And you get it out there. And dude, we've sold twenty thousand fucking CDs, dude. And yeah, yeah. a lot of that was from our hands, you yes, know. Indeed. No, mm-hmm. man, I, I had never seen it before. The way you got it, so that's why when I saw it, I was just like, "That's fucking amazing." <laughs> I said, "I love that shit." I said, "That's what <laughs> I, you know." I see too short them talking about. That's what I, you know, they. they yeah. That, I said it's amazing, and you guys did it, man. And, and we and did. I love it. No inhibitions. You no. guys handled your business. Yeah, it was just spread out like into the crowd, you know, <laughs> throwing shirts over people's shoulders. What size are you? I'm an L. All right, fucking 20 euros, motherfucker. Let's yeah, go. That's right. That's right. People didn't know what happened, you know? They're like, they just walk out and they like have all this merch and there's no money in their wallet. Like, See you next time, you know? So so presently, what, what's going on with Indra right now? Indra's cutting a new record. Um, we I just demoed vocals today off the first song. Okay. And the guys are still kind of chopping some parts around and stuff. So it's it's difficult not being able to rehearse with my band, you know? Like, so yeah. like I'm sitting here in my fucking office alone right. trying to figure out what they might like and where mm-hmm. I should sing. And I try to get them to give me song maps. That way it kind of helps me get an idea of what they think I should put vocals, you know, and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's a little different, you know? It's not traditional where you're like sitting in a room all together, um, mm-hmm. you know, doing it, you know, and hashing out ideas like, kind of in person so to speak or like real time right. so it's a lot of sending back and forth like i'll make a demo pretty crappy quality send it back to them they'll uh you know this is great this is great let's work on this riff you know that kind of stuff and so we're doing a lot of that kind of stuff okay we have a lot of songs written and just trying to put it together and then um we're we're we we have a really awesome like opportunity the government of Brazil does a lot of cultural programs that where they will spend like pretty proper money to get bands like us or bigger bands to come wow. and play like free shows for the people yeah. at like a government venue, kind of like a theater or sometimes they're even on the street where they put like a, a stage on a street or something. Yeah. And so um, that'll probably be our next tour because it would pay for like, it'll be good money for us. Yeah, awesome. so, yeah. yeah. So I don't know when it's going to be um, the drummer again. He's, he's with Sepultura now. Right. So like, we're, we got to kind of wait till when Sepultura has a window. We want it's his job. He's feeding his family that way as well. So like it's and it's good for us too because he's meeting everybody and yes. you know. So we're just kind of hanging out and uh, we'll we'll be out there at some point this year. I think hopefully. So. Awesome man, awesome man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Salute to you. Salute to the guys, man. Tell them I said hello. Most definitely, man. They're, they're, they're dope too. Definitely, that energy is crazy. You know, crazy once again. Yeah. Yes. All right. So now. <laughs> Now, I've had you here for a long time, but we still got a few more things to talk about. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care how long this takes. You know, whether you yeah. 
dig it or not, this is my brother. So I, I'm enjoying every single second of this. So hang uh, out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, let's go. Distilled entertainment. All right. Tell us, tell us about your company and the services you provide, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so um, so distilled entertainment has um, been a dream of mine when I was finishing up college and uh, I worked at this restaurant bartending uh, with a buddy of mine named Sergio and uh, Sergio and I had some big dreams and we were chilling one night and, you know, watching some uh, some fine films and we're thinking to ourselves, you know, like we need to kind of use our skills with our people skills and our um he had he was interested more in models and i was interested more in the band kind of management mm-hmm. and we kind of wanted to do like a multi-directional agency that kind of had a, a wider umbrella that some band management some tour booking some some right. uh, our uh model booking management stuff mm-hmm. uh, things like that and so that's kind of how we started. Uh, we were we were doing booking mostly more so than management, mm-hmm. and um, me and I'm still good friends. He he decided to kind of go a different direction uh, at some point and left. But excuse me, <clears throat> but since about 2004 or five, it's been more my ship, you know. Right. Um, and and now he's out. Um, you know, legally, it's all my stuff mm-hmm. now. But um, but. Yeah, I, you know, I started tour booking, um, you know, because I, I learned again in high school to tour book, right? So right. I, I use those transferable skills, my dad likes to say, um, transferable skills. Uh, <laughs> so I use my transferable skills to uh, start booking for other people too, you know, right. and use those same contacts, try to, you know, so that was kind of started like that. And as I became more experienced myself and my own career kind of developed and I started to be around more professional musicians and mm-hmm. pick the brains of these bit, you know, better and bigger artists. I was able to start being more comfortable to manage the babyest bands, you know, the, right. up, you know, the very beginning bands. And, um, and, and that's just kind of slowly grown into like less booking and more management over the yeah. time, uh, because I have a lot of experience now, you know, yeah. um, and in contacts as well, you know, like, you know, doing this for so long, you know, a lot of people and that kind of thing. So I can help a lot of bands in that way. So my focus has be kind of become artist management, um, though I do book a little bit for a couple national bands that yeah. are, you know, um, that'll like garner a, a, a U.S. tour as a headliner. Mm-hmm. But I don't really fuck with like booking local bands in new markets because it's just um, it's not advantageous to unless you're really really young right not a good move you know i have just i have different ways i i have my bands do that i prefer my bands to go on tour with bigger bands and build their right. name fast yeah. you know yeah. yeah so um because i know how how it can work right so <laughs> but yeah i manage a good amount of bands um i just signed a few more and uh um and then i have a, a guy named patrick working with me too he's got four or five bands right now himself and i'm right. doing about 10 bands plus my own bands and mm-hmm. i have a couple bands that are just booking and stuff like that too so the few have different um you know every range is a little bit custom you know but most most of it is artist management focus trying to get bands to grow trying to get bands to um I'm trying to achieve their goals is my key more so than like my dream for them, you know, because okay. I'll, I'll make you work eight fucking days a week. So right. that's how I work. So they're like, right. it's better I do your goals because maybe you want to work six <laughs> days a week. You know, if you let it up to me, I'm going to work you like Real I work. Talk. 
and my neck is relentless, so it's not probably going to be easy, <laughs> you know, because I don't have no mercy, dude. Like, you're going to play every fucking night, you know, like every night, you know? Indeed. Yeah, because if you're sitting that day off, it's a hotel. Now you're going to the restaurant. Right. You're, you're you're spending money, not making money, and I don't yeah. like that. So, <laughs> so that's how we play, you know, but it's been going really well. Um, yeah. I had to give a couple of shout outs to my bands if I could that I'm managing. Of course. Um, so I've been for a long time. I've been with a band called Suicide Puppets from uh, from Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. They've been doing really great things, man. They just toured with Soulfly. Oh man, they've done shows at Wednesday Thirteen, Cradle of Filth. They've just been they're going to go on tour in Europe with Six Feet Under in a few months. Awesome. Really proud of them. Um, I got a band from Argentina called In Element, and yeah, uh, they just yeah. did a whole big Europe uh, Europe tour with Nile and Christian. Are Fucking- they back yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, back. And now Niall is going out again in a couple uh-huh. weeks with another band I'm working with called Vapor. Uh-huh. Got on that tour too. Super stoked. Um, I got two bands going on a big tour with the uh, rock band Cold. Uh, 56 mm-hmm. shows in the U.S. Wow. with Cold starts next weekend. Yeah. I got Divide the Fall, great fucking up-and-coming band, and a really cool fucking great band too called Signal to Noise from mm-hmm. Maine. Divide the Falls from Twin Cities area, Minnesota, Wisconsin kind of area. Yeah. Um, Great fucking bands, dude. And I'm going to get to fucking finally meet those guys in person because they'll get to play some shows local to me, Indeed. which is really, really cool, too, because they're from, you know, back east and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I got them, you know. Um, I'm working with this really interesting project called Gothic Prophet. Um, mm-hmm. The singer's based out of Tampa area. Um, amazing vocalist. And uh, we've got Curran Murphy from Nevermore, my buddy, who I met that first oh, night when I was 17. Now he's uh-huh. playing. Uh, James is going to be the drummer. I'm going to play bass. Really? So that's the project you were speaking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of this. We're putting together this project um, with with her. um, That's um, real progressive metal um, Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, Some symphonic kind of metal stuff, but incredible clean vocalist. um, Really, really cool stuff. And uh, Mark Rizzo, who is with Soulfly, he's going to play guitar with us as well. And we got a really great keyboardist too named Becca. Becca Macabre, who's really fucking cool. Dude, she's from a band called From Hell before. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, great, great, great stuff we're doing with that. It's pretty fun too. Um, I just signed some new bands too. I got this band called Ocean Harvest from Arizona. Fucking dope. They just, we just got them on a Soulfly show. Um, I got this band from Florida called Dark Con of Man. Mm-hmm. They just did a show with uh, with the Texas Hippie Coalition like a couple nights ago. Went really well. Right. Um, yeah, just a bunch, you know. It's a band called Soul Sleeper. Um, they just they just dropped a, a new record here a couple of days ago. And Leaving Hope, they're a band um, from up in the north, you know, area too. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, it's been great, you know. And another one called Unbroken too. Unbroken just put out a music video today as well. They're from like Wisconsin. Um, yeah. yeah, just a bunch of fucking cool bands, dude. You know, and and um, yeah, I've been really proud of that. You know, it, we just put out kind of a, a playlist uh, today that I think I emailed you just before our, our yeah, session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like it's about it's like one song from kind of every band that I I work with. Um, gotcha. And it's about two hours long. Yeah. Of each one song each and dude, yeah. like it's some fucking good shit. Like awesome. so yeah. go listen to distilled entertainment uh, playlist out there for the for the listeners or the viewers. Um it's it's pretty cool stuff. See who we're working with. I'm really proud of the of the roster we have now. And my my colleague Patrick has some great bands too. You know, he's got Blood of Angels, he's got this band called Artwork for the Blind. Crazy fucking name. He's got, uh, <laughs> The He's names, got, man. The names. The names, wild, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Potential threat is an OG yeah. fucking thrash band from 1986, dude. They're fucking yeah. dope. 
and um and he's got another one too who's his other band he's got uh he's got this other band i really like too methane it's like a really cool fucking thrash band from sweden like aggressive thrash from sweden yeah really really cool too um but yeah it's just a bunch you know um bunch of great bands right now uh, on the list i think i gave some props to most everybody there um yeah i think i covered it you know but yeah so anyways so sorry i want to do my shout out to my my homies no no you're doing (laughs) the thing and i'm I'm glad you said that because just let the people know you know distilled entertainment is no joke man it's real and handling business man and that's what it's about man and and i just once again want to applaud you you inspire me so much because you are you know, you have that hustler and that grind mentality, man, about you. And just like you say, you probably got it from your pop, man. Bruno, what's up, baby? And, you know, it's just, it's a great thing. Because, you know, when you're looking at certain things, man, it's a lot of work beyond what people think it is, man. It's so, so much, much more. So, so much. much more, you know, in this in this music business, which is something else. And then, you know, I interviewed, I had a conversation with uh, Matei Harangoso, who's a, um, you know, he does... Um, where he promotes people and he does things like that's what he does. And uh, he was just talking about it, man. Uh, just all the things that have to, you know, and a lot of bands don't understand the work that goes behind it, you know, so much dude, yeah. you know, and, and it's, 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 um, if you don't do it, somebody else will do right. it. Exactly. So like, it's, I try to, that's again, like where I, I tell the bands, like, what's your goals guys. Cause like, you gotta tell me your goals. Cause dude, they don't want me to fucking do my goals with you. <laughs> maybe you do. Maybe you do. If you're fucking really, you know, but, but some guys are really happy doing just yeah. a certain thing. Some guys want right. to go out and go out and go out. And some of my bands, you know, like, you know, signal the noise. I got going out 56 shows and the dudes emailing me, Oh dude, where are we going to go out after that? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like this yeah. dude's ready to roll. Dude. Like he wants to go out again before he even just did 56 shows. Like that's, yeah. Let's go get her, dude. That's the kind of guys I'm trying to get, you know. And but again, you know, at the end of the day, like I want everyone to be happy and you know, like feel like they got a chance to do some cool shit. It's it's strange for me to pass these tours to all these bands right, at the right. at the beginning of it, especially. It's like fuck, Vinny's could have done that tour, you know. Blah, blah. Yeah. But like you know, I and, and Vinny's can cherry pick some stuff because I you know I obviously see the stuff first, right? You know, same with Andrew, but um, everyone everyone gets an opportunity to do life-changing or at least life life like memory level shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the still entertainment we yeah. just do and it took a long time to get there dude it took 20 plus years to get those contacts where i'm getting first dibs on this major fucking tour right. it's really cool to see the bands do that and i have three bands going out next week actually i have one band on tour right now with soulfly as we speak actually drift mm-hmm. is on tour with soulfly already yeah. and then next week two bands join with cold and then a couple weeks after that got a guys going to europe you know, it, it, it's it's. Really- I'm gonna move into something a little bit more personal, man. And uh, um, so how has being a husband and father changed you? Well, um, you know, um, <laughs> I think mostly just of my own longevity. It's been, <laughs> right. Like I, I uh, I've like done a lot of stuff where I've I won't say I've almost died a lot, but I've almost died a lot, mm-hmm. and by just like being a little too crazy, you know, like I used to have a real affinity to jumping off cliffs into like water from very high up. Mm. And some of the stuff I've done is like, I don't think I'd do that again, you know, like, right. you know, some of those kind of things, you know, and, um, I mean, even on the tour with you, I almost got ran over by Sarge, um, and almost died that night. You know, it was like, we're smoking in between the, right, the bus, bus yeah. and the trailer. That was like yeah. our office. Right. Um, cause we were, you know, weren't allowed to do on the bus or, and so like, 
that fucking dude popped the fucking into neutral without turning the fucking bus on to like move up a few feet and about squash me like a fucking wow. bug, you know? Wow. It's wow. really close. I was like, yeah. oof. But I've had a couple of close calls with that, but um, yeah. I don't know, you know, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing, like, is just I come home at the end of these fucking tours, you know? I come home, you know? Yeah. Come home. You know, I don't want to leave my wife to have to raise my kids because I did something or something gotcha. happened to me, gotcha. you know, you know, so that's my biggest thing, I think, with that. But responsibility, you know, of course, mm-hmm. like it's one thing for me to like go without a meal. It's another thing to like have my kids go out and oh, a meal is a whole other thing. You know, yeah. I never went really without a meal growing up. My dad always made sure there was food no matter what he had to yes. fucking do. Yes. And um, and so I always do that, too, you know, so like. I'm just a little more mature. I'm older, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. a little more mature than I was, but, uh, but the main thing is I, I just take a little bit less of the craziest risks, but I still like to have a good fucking time. <laughs> of course. Well, yeah. you know, hey, beautiful wife, beautiful children, man. And, uh, Thanks. once again, I applaud you now. I want to tell you, I want to tell you something, man. Please. I, I want to say that one of the greatest moments of my life, I know you kind of probably know where I'm going. I, I mean that. I, I won't get too emotional because I'll get emotional. But one of the greatest moments of my life was when, you know, you asked me to be the efficient of your wedding, man. And, yeah, uh, that was really special. Your beautiful wife and man. So, you know, sometimes I'll pop out there and go look at it. And, uh, you know, I, I took it so seriously. Yeah, it's such a serious thing to me. You're an ordained minister. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of the most incredible moments. The Reverend life. Lord Nelson. <laughs> actually, yeah. The full title is the hey, Reverend man. Lord Nelson. I, I, did, I just want to let you know, man, I thank you for that. I was more than honored. Um, oh, we thank you. It was it, we wouldn't have had it any other way. My wife feels the same way as I do. And uh uh, when we just thought about who would officiate, you know, be the officiant for our wedding, um, I thought of you f- and it was like, I have to find a way to get him to come out here to oh, California man. and do this, you know? Man, oh, and uh, so thank you for taking time off of work and your own family oh, flying man. all the way fucking out here and, you know, dealing with us and all that. Uh, you know? it, wasn't no, it wasn't no dealing, man. It was all family to me. It wouldn't man. have been. It, would have been the same without you, and you know it's very, very special. I got chills right now because I'm just, I'm just thinking about everything. It was so wonderful. Everything was yeah. so beautiful. It that really was, was man. Yeah, well, it's an amazing time and so, so special. Can you believe it's going to be fucking ten years in October? That's crazy. Ten years and two babies, two yeah. children, man. It's like wow, man. Yeah, life has changed. And that's why I asked the question about you know being a husband and father. Yeah, man, because it it has. Wow, yeah. man, from being you know this here and and thinking about the wildness of 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 touring in Berlin and all kinds of other stuff we right. you know, won't talk about. Yeah, where, where, you know where the bodies are buried, but it's like <laughs> yeah, they're there. There are some out there, but yeah. Man. <laughs> It's funny the kids like they don't respect my you know like my they don't fucking know like they don't they're like they call my music jibber jabber and like oh, rah rah jibber jabber and stuff like I'm like people pay money to fucking see your dad right, right, and they're right. like yeah right like, <laughs> like look at this fucking guy 
You they know? won't get it till they're older, man. They it keeps your it. keeps your ego in check when yes, you just, like 100%. straight slap you right down to reality. <laughs> like your band's not that good. Like you know, you're all right. Like oh my goodness, man. it's funny, dude. But you know, at the same time, like they they do acknowledge some of my skills with it. Yeah. Like I, my son was saying, I was singing along to this Nevermore song just to practice. You know, just to, I like to sing when I can, just to you right. know, because instrument, of course. So, he actually said something like that. You sing really well, dad. Like said something nice. I was like, Oh, that's cool. You know, but usually they're like, fucking, like whatever, you know, but I'm not pushing them, you know, to make, you know, like I'm not the type of dad, like put your bangles hat on and your fucking shirt. <laughs> right, right, you know, right. you have to do what dad likes, you know, you know, they'll find their way, you know, they'll find their way. What right way? now they're really getting, we're going to do BMX. There's a really, really oh, cool, man. um, in Napa, our little town has like a, us, it's the only one in the whole area, like uh-huh. hundreds of miles, but it has like a legit BMX really? track. Love and BMX. so they do kids stuff. So we got them signed up and, so they're going to start that next week. So I think it'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, you know, we're trying to just, we're trying to do, you know, keep them busy, show them the world. Oh, and awesome, you, know, man. you guys are definitely stuff. doing that, man. There's, there's yeah. no doubt. So, so you being such a busy and successful young man, and you're definitely that what's presently calling your name. Is there anything new that's calling you? Because, you know, I know you do the, the, the fruit and, uh, you know, grafting and all that stuff like that. They, you know, yeah. we could, we could go into that, you know, but deeply, but not, not, but yeah, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, I, um, I, I don't know, man, life's short and like, you know, my life's maybe half over or whatever. Like I, I have so many interests, you know, and I just wow. haven't like, I'm not going to have enough time in this life to do all the things I want to do. Wanna do. Yeah. I, I'm learning that now. Like, and so, but that's okay. You know, that's, yeah. and, you know, maybe people come, I don't know, you know, if the reincarnation is real or not, but maybe that's what happens to people. Maybe it's yeah. not, I'm not sure. Right? right. I don't actually know for sure, mm-hmm. but, um, and I do feel like some people have been here before. I'm sure you've got that vibe, right? My son's like, I think my son's lived in the eighties already. Cause he's like, not scared of shit. He's like, this, I've already done this before, but, um, he actually, t- yeah, that's all other thing. But like, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's wild, you know? Um, I don't know, man, it's been a trip, you know, it's been a trip. I, I, I just, I like to do a lot of different things, you know, and I don't feel my life is full unless I try to do all the things I'm interested in. One thing that, you know, I, 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 um, the fault side of that is think some things could be half-assed because I'm, I'm doing 30 things, you know, uh, what do they say? Like you're the Jack of all trades with the master of none. I don't necessarily feel like that, but Mm -hmm. like, um, and, and actually try, I actually try to be good at everything I do do, you know, like I can play guitar pretty well, you know, I can do this pretty well. I can do, you know, I don't fuck with the stuff that I like, I, have no chance at probably, you know, but maybe, I don't know. But the thing is, is it's, um, to, to, to live life and to not try is failure. You know, like mm. you really fail if you don't try. Right. And, um, I tell the bands, you know, like we're, we have the opportunity to throw 10 lines in the water to catch a fish here. Mm-hmm. So let's try for the 10 venues instead of just thought one, you know, like right. we'll get a show, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's always like playing the odds and stuff. And I'm not really a gambler either, but like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, 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 it's just an interesting balance for me. And yeah, I have gotten into growing rare fruits. That's been a big fucking hobby kind of yeah. mine. That's gotten pretty big into yeah. what I do, um, with my spare time, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have some land that we bought up North with an old, old apple orchard plant in 1853 on the Oregon trails. 
amazing. And so I've planted a lot of trees and stuff up there and I'm really into collecting like rare apple trees. This year I'm geeking out on like pink flesh and red flesh. Like you cut them open, they're like red inside or pink inside. I think that's super cool. And they have different flavors and you know, they have berry flavors and stuff in an apple, which is strange. But um, so yeah, I've been really into that. I I like to do apple breeding. I like to like pollinate flowers and grow the seeds out in a new variety and shit like that too, which is essentially like, you know, not kids, but it's, you know, it's, you're making new things and it's kind of Easter egg that you take a long time to open might take eight years for that fruit. So Mm -hmm. it's a good test of patience for me who uh, doesn't have good patience (laughs) to do these long-term projects, you know? Um, But it's a way for me to relax and like unwind. Um, It's a quieter time and place where I go to do that. So I like to go there, you know, in the, in the, um, warm months so like may to may to november i'm up there every few weeks for a few days mm-hmm. check my mostly for irrigation purposes because in the west it's dry it doesn't rain right. in the summertime so everything will die here so you have to irrigate um it's very difficult to irrigate hundreds of fucking trees with solar stuff and you're never there and you know so it's a lot of different challenges and it it tests me there's fucking bears and mountain lions in our property i mean like the first time I slept there alone, I was fucking terrified, dude. Right. Like, and I have a Belgian shepherd and a German shepherd mm-hmm. and stuff too, but and I have a gun and everything else. But like, it was a little scary to be in the middle of the fucking woods. There's no one around. Like, right. you know, you're hearing ho, shit. Like, <laughs> like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, you know. Um, so you know, and you know, there's been a few few moments, but you know it's it's um sometimes you have to test yourself you have to push yourself into the unknown you have to if you really want to do something you know like there's times where i really want to do something and i realize it wasn't for me and i'm going to give a good example of that so um and, it, and, and right now i'm a little bit out of shape i need to get better in shape and so like when uh, this is not going to be the way i do it right but like before I, I at the same time, like 10 years ago, I was like, you know, I want to get better shape. We were starting to do these runs, like not half marathons, but like 10 K and stuff like seven, like good runs. Um, and, and, in the Bay area, they have this escape from Alcatraz. So like, this is like, they have these, these, uh, tourist ferry kind of boats that go right to the edge of Alcatraz. And these right. fucking people all jump in the water in the ocean, like Bay mm-hmm. seawater, and they swim to San Francisco. It's like a mile and a half. Right. It's like what the guys did yeah. supposedly when they broke yeah. out. Right. Uh-huh. The water's 50 degrees, 50 right. degrees, freezing fucking cold. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and the old timers are like, Oh, there's no great whites in the Bay. They don't like to come in the Bay because it's brackish and broken and raw and fucking the gold. Rah, rah, rah. The great whites don't come in the Bay. You'll find leopard sharks, which are little leopard sharks are pretty little sharks. They're not going to hurt you. Nurse sharks are not going to hurt you. Right. A couple other kinds of sharks you find not a big deal. And when you're fishing out there, you will catch these occasionally and yeah. stuff like that. There's halibut, which is the, the main fish, but, um, <laughs> So like I'm I'm telling my buddy um who's like a long distance hiker guy, yeah. Chris, I was like, Yeah, fucking I wanna do this skate for Alcatraz, fucking blah, blah, blah. I was telling him about I'm gonna train and fucking he's all fuck that. He's like, he's all <laughs> did you see the video from uh the uh the seal getting destroyed right there where they drop the people off? I'm all no. He gets on the YouTube and you guys can look this shit up, you don't believe me. And it's like the park service has this like camera sitting on like where the little ships come in from right. just go drop tourists off to the Alcatraz Island in the Bay. Uh-huh. And, then, you know, and so there's just like a, just a security cam. They release it. <laughs> and so like people get off the little boat and you see just in the background, little seals swimming around and fucking bam! <laughs> blood everywhere. Dude, shark goes up the classic smack. Holy. The people, holy shit, the water wow. everywhere, blood everywhere, dude. 
that's like where the race starts. I was like, Oh man. Okay. I'm out. Fuck that. I'll get in shape a different way. So that's my story. Once again, <laughs> so I, I don't do everything I want to do, but listen, once again, I that. do not believe all this is what I'm t- Oh, they're not here. <laughs> Bullshit. It's water. They swim wherever the hell they want to. What are yeah. you talking about? That's what Dude. I'm telling you, man. I don't I yeah. don't fuck around with this shit, man. And, listen, no. <laughs> and I saw that again. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like, dude, that was crazy. <laughs> fuck. So I haven't been in the water there ever since. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, in, in college, you know, it's not a state like there was a uh, dude that got tagged um, by a shark up real. there, you know, at the Salmon Creek, the Salmon mm. Beach, Salmon Creek. And, um, you know, that pretty much ended my surfing career, you know, oh, and like I have like a you know a great white shark tattoo, like <laughs> from that memory of like, don't fucking do this you know oh my goodness. and one of my brazil our one of our good brazilian friends is a surfer and the surfer next to him got killed by a tiger shark and really yeah i think this tiger or a hammerhead nailed the dude up in the north of brazil killed the dude like in front of him right in front of him so it's like oh, i'm good i'm good on that yeah. i am good yeah i will watch i remember going to myrtle beach with uh some friends of very good friends of mine the carruthers they live down in tampa and they're from Tampa. And uh, we were at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, man. And I just remember going in the water and just sitting there at the edge. And just all of a sudden, I just looked around. And I was like, out of all the times, because I'm, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, been to yeah. the beach so much. Right. And I was just like, but I was young. But now it's like there's fish swimming all around me. Yeah. Little ass fish. Man, I hopped my big ass about that. I was like, man, no more. I'm yeah. good. You know, yeah. I'll go fit. I love to go fishing. But I'm right. not getting in the water. Not actually in the water. No, no, no. Especially the ocean. Man. I, I, I watched too many of uh, oh, you know, yeah. Mutual Omaha Wild Kingdom, David Attenborough. Yeah. My grandson and I was just watching. That's the shit I love. That lets right. me know I'm not getting in there at all. At all. There's a lot of scary shit in the ocean, yeah. What is That's the last good. song you listen to? Like, before this or whatever? Whatever song it was the last. The last song I... I heard last song I heard in my life. Song, yeah. Um, let's look here. I think it's on my Spotify. <laughs> I was listening to the band, this band. I I was listening to you a lot today. Actually, uh-huh. I was listening yeah, to. Uh, love. Yeah, I was listening to that. I, I'm a big fan of um, "Get the Fuck from Around Me." That's <laughs> one of my favorite songs. And, uh, <laughs> I really like that one. Um, I was listening to a cover song um, mm-hmm. by a band I managed called Leaving Hope. They did uh-huh. a, a cover of the Misfits. Uh, dig up her bones mm. and it's a fucking great cover man the, yeah. the vocals did a great job i love it yeah so i was just listening to that on kind of um on you know like loop or whatever i got the the distilled um official playlist going on here right and so i was finishing that up today i'm just trying to like you know i'm always thinking of ways to to, to promote these bands and get more exposure and opportunities think outside the box you know so that was it. But I, I do listen to my own. I listen to the bands I manage. I, I do right. like these. Bands. Yeah. Yeah. That's important for me. You know, it's not just like, oh, okay, I'm going to get paid. You know, I, I want to believe in the band. I want to, I want the band to have an actual opportunity, like an actual chance. Like this is a band that could fucking do it. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. That's the goal. Well, that's it's been great. Yeah. It's been really cool because um haven't signed a lot of bands in a while. Um, and I decided, you know, like I'm ready. I have, uh, the ability to take on a few more bands. So I'm, I'm talking to a couple more too. I got a couple of meetings, you know, tomorrow and the next day and right. I'll slow down. Um, I know where I'm at, you know, a couple yeah, more, I'll, you know, be it. And I'll tell bands, you know, you'd be on a waiting list or you can talk to my colleague, Patrick, you know, yeah. we'll just kind of do it like that. But 
it's boutique. I don't want to outgrow it, um, even though you know it's tempting when business is good and a lot of people want to work with you. But you know, you have to um, you got to maintain that quality with the yeah. quality quality balance, mm-hmm. and like it's important to me. I don't want like a bunch of negative like shit out there. Like the dude wasn't paying attention to us or right. you know, like shit. Because eventually you can't pay it. You know, it's difficult. You know, if you have too many, you have too many. You know, just like any other, just like anything. You know, you spread yourself thin. I understand. 100%. Yeah, but it's going really well. Like I, I've had some a lot of days lately. Where I've been like really stoked about like doing what I do, which sometimes it's a very thankless job. You know, managing bands. A lot of times you only hear from these fucking guys when something's wrong. You right, know, right? They don't right, call right. you to go, dude. I fucking got whatever just happened because yeah. of you. You know, it's usually like fucking. The guy fucking stiffed us, or like I didn't get my <laughs> case of beer or whatever, you know. Fucking, there's no toilet paper in the bathroom, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, so you know, I like to. Th- I mean, sometimes you're a fixer, you know, like just fix right. a problem, you know. Yeah. But but it, it it's you know, but times like where you really can fix something and really fucking change that situation for someone is so cool dude like yes. you know they're broken down in omaha right. and i'm here in oakland or whatever my home or napa and like and i'm and i could call a mechanic in omaha and find a way to fix that problem and next right. thing you know they're back and then make the show and Indeed. you know but it's stressful yeah no doubt no doubt <laughs> it no can doubt. be a little stressful you know and that's the thing about the bigger level is stressful you know like some of these yeah. booking agents the booking agents and some of the managers that do the high level guys they make mm-hmm. money but they also are very very stressed out stressed dude out. Indeed. fucking little problems they are higher level problems and people mm-hmm. call you and you know so i don't know you know if i'll do it forever but um i'm i'm really enjoying it right now Indeed. Yeah, and, that's, and that's, that's cool after all these years that's that's what it's about man and just like you know, with this podcast thing, you know, I when podcasting first started way back when I had a guy named Rodney Love, he bought me these podcast books and I just looked at him like, man, I want to be an artist, man. I'm not thinking about podcasting, but he was just like, I'm telling you, man, you like to run your mouth. You really would do it. You know, he's just like and I'm just like Rodney. And this is like what I'm talking about when it first started. And so I was just like, man, so. I'm doing it now and I enjoy every single second of it. That's cool. I, I, you know, I, I, I love it. Yeah. I, I would think so it. too. Like, I, yeah. I love it. It just feels good, man, for me to have <laughs> conversations. Like, I like to talk, but I like to listen to. So it's, it's like, it's just cool yeah. with me, man. I like conversations. It's more, not more like an interview to me. These are conversations that I'm having with people that I respect and love, man. So it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's been amazing, man. So, right so on. once again, thank you. No, no, thank you. And and if you wouldn't mind, please give my listeners and followers your contact yes. and social media information. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't have something like to show you. So maybe I'll, I do. I'll have it but, there too. But but basically, um my, my business is called distilled entertainment, and we have distilledentertainment.com, facebook.com slash distilled entertainment. Um, that's the real ones. And um, and then I got for the bands vengeance, uh, but spelled like gin in the metal, so V-E-N. G I N C E Vengeance. Um, we're out with everything. We got a lot of records out. Um, and then Endra, I, I sing for Endra from Brazil, E N D R A H Endra. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's my stuff, man. Otherwise, you, you know, you catch me doing other stuff, you catch me in my fruit farm, just <laughs> 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 like an apple trees, yes, indeed, you yes, know. Indeed. But um, but yeah, music's the music's life, man. It's in the blood, and 
Love you, Lord. Thank you for having me, bro. I really appreciate it. My brother, this has been great for me. A great time. I've enjoyed every single second of it. You are my brother for life, and there's no doubt. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you've done, man. And I love you, Julia, Gwendolyn, and Drax, man. I I love your family. They're my family. Indeed. And all the, all, listen, every single member of Vengeance is my brothers. Listen, Andrew, too, all of them. If they're brothers of yours, a family of yours, they're family of mine. This is the way. That's a Brazilian way too, bro, which is kind of cool. Is like, you know, we go down to Brazil and Americans have a lot of um ice breaking problems, right? Like Americans are like, they want to be most people want to be cool and talk to you and stuff, yeah. but a lot of people are like, well, I don't know if you like me or think he's I'm weird if I just go say something. Or right. the Brazilians, they don't fucking have it. They hate that. They hate that yeah. feeling and they won't have it. So like yeah. if I took you to Brazil and I knew half the people in the room. Mm-hmm. They would just because because you're my friend, they will yes. want to be your right. friend, and right. they'll right. go up and every single one, men and women, would yeah. go up and introduce themselves to you. Yeah. Women will give you a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. It's all kind of European style. Love. Yeah, it's like that, you know. And I remember when I took my wife down to Brazil. You know, she couldn't believe how welcome she felt as right. a her. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they don't even speak English, right. and you're just like face gestures and uh-huh. just you know being cool, like. Yeah. Like the guy's moms, you know, like the guy's parents and like the the, the, the injured guy's moms are like so amazing and sweet and just right. like so uh, generous, you know, and and all three of them don't speak a word of English. And, right. you know, like I, I just we just get by. I speak some I speak a lot of Portuguese. I should say a lot. But I speak some I can I, I speak I can get by with Portuguese. Navigate. Right. Right. I can. Uh, yeah, I can. I can talk and enough you know where everyone can understand what i'm doing right i can't tell you an elaborate detailed story with a bunch of eloquent words uh-huh. i can't do all that but i can tell you a story if you give me a minute and you know um but so over the years i've been able to be able to get to know them better and speak with them better and stuff but like a, a great person and i'm sure you experienced in europe too like with some of those places you've been where yeah. they didn't speak english but they were just super cool and yeah. like give you a hug yeah. and like yeah, like all we can say is yeah, yeah right, but we right. both love you know, suck mojo or whatever. You yeah, know, we have yeah. something that we're you know, and so that's pretty special, you know. Right. Yeah, the, the, the language of music out performs universal baby. speaking yeah. language. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a it's like math, you know, it's it's a universal thing, right? Yes, it's cool, much cooler than math, but math's important. <laughs> math is part of music too. You can't get away with math, you can't get away from math, I should say. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> you can't get away from it. Yeah, yeah man, I I, I really uh, pray because my son has. I did, we talk. We both want to go to Brazil, and I know I talked oh, to DJ Shoe, and and I, listen, I right, want right. to go to Brazil sometime in my life. I have to make that happen, man. You know, I really do. Yeah, yeah, you should. We should. Uh, we should try to coincide it. You know, <laughs> when I'm down there, just so that we could go crazy and have some fun. One hundred percent. It's a. It's it's so much better if you've got. Uh, someone kind of that no. knows the right. yeah because this the most people don't speak English there, right. Right. and it makes it a little harder. With Europe, right. it, gotcha. Europe you get kind of spoiled. You just walk up and talk to anybody in English, like hey, yeah. blah blah, yeah. and like oh hi, I speak English too, you know. <laughs> but there, that people they look at you, they, right? Oh, they're all, what are you fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. Could be could be exciting, you know. Yeah. Well, look, my brother, once again, thank you for taking the time yeah. out of your busy My pleasure, dude. To hang out with me for a little bit. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to end it on that note, man. So, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, once again, once again, you know who it is. It's the big guy with the big show, the Lord. Ha! Nelson, yeah. that is. 
from the podcast Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with five Royals Entertainment. Yes, indeed. With my special guest. With my special guest. Relentless Ryan Ross. Yes, indeed. Avengers and Indra and Distilled Entertainment. Yes, indeed, my brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, dude. All right, man. Fucking awesome, bro. Right on. Well, man, thank you all the listeners and the viewers. Thank you, Lord. Say hi to the family and bro, let's let's hang out as soon as we can. I appreciate you, bro. Have a great night, bro. You too, man. Right on, bro. Take care. (laughs) Till next time. This is Live and Loud with the Lord, Nelson that is.